Girls fake orgasms, women do not. Well, listen up, scoop close to your host with the most. Chris Smith as he boasts, we toast as we roast any little problem and we'll fix it in post. Playing devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Who can it be sitting next to me? Adney, your baby's dad, and he's spitting comedy magically. School and I can't book. Wannabes, you're gonna be hit with a hook. I'll turn your face into a tragedy. Stevie B with the chemistry. Dropping recipes and melodies. Recipe, especially using dark humor as his weaponry. Mentally haunting all your dirty thoughts like an antitino empathy. Discredibility, discussing history, legacy, ethnicity, destiny, felonies, industry, jealousy, memories, pregnancies, tendencies, therapy, heavily alcohol. A cast is the remedy. Don't fake orgasms, you're fucking cut lips. Alcohol <laughs> cast is the remedy. Alcohol cast is the remedy, the remedy. Welcome, welcome, bitches and cunts. <laughs> all these cunts that be faking work. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I take that back. I love all the ladies. Welcome and welcome. I thought they were going to say I love all the cunts. To the <laughs> podcast. This is the Alcoholic Cast. We are your hosts. I am Chris Smith. To my right, I got... My name is Dr. Dadney, PhD. The, the doctor, okay? Yeah. So don't you Dr. ever Dadney. come to him and say... I got a PH and given the D. And then to my left, I got... I got uh, Stevie August Borghese. Yeah, now who's the rapey guy? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, let's just kick this bitch right off. We got a nice show coming for you. We got some shout outs. Shout out with so. some shout outs. I got a shout out to another SoundCloud follower. Gotta be loving our SoundCloud followers. And her name is Hope Bartlett. And she's a cutie. She's blonde. And uh, thank you for following. She's got a bunch of stuff on her SoundCloud. I don't follow back because we're the alcoholic cast. And unless, like, <laughs> like, unless you're really fucking something, then we'll follow you. Unless you're something. Like, like we follow your mom. You ain't house. something. That's it. You ain't tight. You yeah. ain't something and you ain't tight. I mean, well, you're tight. You're tight. You're a listener. Well, you're tight. You're tight. Well, hopefully she's not mad about it. Yeah. Because her name's Hope. You missed that part. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting the dad jokes. I hope she keeps listening. Yeah, boom. I hope she stays a fan of the podcast. <laughs> so stupid. You just want to keep going? I hope she'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she'll blow the whole podcast. You know oh, I, mean? I hope too. Two on the nose. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> mm. uh, shout out to... So, uh, go ahead with your shout out, Addy. Well, so, well fine, we took it over. Shit. My bad. Shout out to uh, Sophia, a friend of mine from, from high school. Sophia. She found me online. Sophia Baguera. Uh, like two weeks ago or something like that. Added me. I haven't seen her in fucking years. But she wrote me. She goes, hey, how do I listen in on the Alcoholic Cast if I don't have iTunes? And I said, you can download. If you have an Android, you download uh, the Double Pod Or app. get a real job and so you can afford an iPhone. <laughs> or that. Or that. Uh, Double Pod is the app that you want to download. For any Android listeners out there, if you're listening on SoundCloud and you just you don't have the SoundCloud app, which you can download the SoundCloud app. Yes. And, and, and listen. The, and the SoundCloud app will play while, and you can like still fuck with your phone. Like you can go and do like messages or whatever else. Yeah, that's so why you want to do it through SoundCloud. You can look for porn videos while you're listening to our podcast. Boom. Yeah. And that's what we always intended. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the reason that we're doing this. Um, so yeah, shout out to Sophia. And, uh, you know, she's like, I told her, hey, it's, it's dark humor. Like, we, we touch on these certain topics. We always talk about sex. She's like, great, I love sex topics. I have a feeling it's going to be the great. The ladies love the sex talk way <laughs> yeah. more than our guy listen. Yeah, yeah, they do. And the I guys them, listen to the fight talk, and then all the ladies just skip to the last hour and listen to everything. And the guy's like, I don't want to listen to these fucking douchebags, Peacock. Sky, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them said the dating corner and sex fucking talk is loofers. mainly what they listen yeah, to. Yeah, I've heard a lot of the dating corner. I don't know why, because I'm a rapist, so it doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Allegedly. 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 And it comes back. And what's funny is he's not throwing out the restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, uh, she asked me, you know. Oh, if you just. Is this your first episode? Automatically, you're like, wow, I'm gonna stop listening. This is really fun. These guys, what the fuck is this? I'm glad you brought that up because I told her, listen, don't listen to anything before entering escorts. Not really our best work. Um, we get better with time. We we don't. I say that, but the bitches still listen to the first yeah, episode. Yeah, they do too. Yeah, they do because it's our most listened to episode. Talking to you, Kaylee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've told them we don't interrupt each other as much when we get drunk. We still do a little bit, but um, it's a lot better. We've gotten a lot better with editing wise, with just performing in front of each other wise. We're used to it now. We're comfortable. We weren't then. Yeah, for sure. So I think we found our voice. We're not. Yeah. We're not constantly looking down at our notes to remember yeah. what we were gonna say. <laughs> what notes? We, we stopped doing <laughs> notes. After we did after it like two episodes. We did notes. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yeah, fuck that. Who needs notes? This we're, isn't. School. It's all about By improv. Way, <laughs> nothing we say is true. So <laughs> do your own nothing, research. Do not nothing, take anything nothing you two, nothing you two say. <laughs> Leave me out of this. Uh, Once Abby, if Abney says something three times, it becomes reality. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fuck me? You want to fuck me? You want to fuck me? There we go. Everybody no, wants to fuck me. You know you want to fuck me. We got a different inflection on the end. That's how the magic works. That's <laughs> anyways. I'm gonna give a quick shout out. Um, I said magic in the fucking uh, intro, Adney. You about, did? It's, on, it's in yours. Magically schooling all your comedy. Oh, yeah. Whatever, man. That's how the magic works. <laughs> I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> 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 By the time this airs, it will air on August 22nd. Uh, that is the um, about the same week as my sister's birthday. So I'm gonna give a shout out to my sister who's a fucking asshole. Doesn't listen to this fucking podcast, though. That's not cool. Dick. Yeah, fuck her. Fuck so her unsupportive. She better fucking listen on August 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just so you guys know, uh, Chris will be going on um, work vacation. He'll be off for... Or, he'll be on and off for two weeks, um, going there for two weeks, coming back for two weeks. He'll be doing that for two and a half months. So we, in the meantime, we will be courting, keeping ourselves very, very fucking busy yeah. by recording a couple bank episodes for you. That way, when he's gone, we don't have to bring somebody else on. Because it is us three with this We're podcast. recording this a month before we actually post Seriously, it. So, yeah. how are you, so how is it in the future, guys? I mean... <laughs> What about food? Does it come in pill form? <laughs> what about pills? Do they come in food form? <laughs> I wonder what futures... Write us. Email us in the past about what the future is like. <laughs> I want to know what future me is like. Still a douchebag? If I can write a letter to future Adney. I guarantee I'll be... I would say, don't do it, dude. Don't do it. I know what you're thinking about doing. Don't You, you do not need to do it. Oh, I wonder how good Put future me would Those be. scissors down. I wonder how good the future me would be with squirting technique. You know, a month from now. Oh, it's <laughs> it's only gonna get better. Like you oh, just yeah. you continuously get. I wonder better. how many of your peacock feathers will fall out. There we go. That's a good I'm, one. I got, I'm getting starting to get well, gray. They, they and fall out and then they come back again Adam. because like you just keep. Oh yeah, I rebirth my peacock feathers yeah. all the time. You force them out. Yeah, okay. ass. Pick yeah. them out like a bird. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Waving at people <laughs> on on social media. <laughs> Post a picture of my peacock feathers and. You are a social media butterfly. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, would, I don't know if social I media Mati Posa. I would say today you were like Mati the Posa social media butterfly. Grim Reaper or so. Like you just came in, just murdering pussy, trying. Like, <laughs> that's what you thought. <laughs> <laughs> Evidence to the contrary. <laughs> yeah, fucking our friend of who he who shall not be named is a fucking social media justice warrior. Hella bad, but not on social media. Yeah, just on the group <laughs> just chat. In the group chat. He's the group chat. I mean, you gotta give him respect. You gotta love it. You gotta love him for that. The fact that he doesn't act like a dick on social media and try to make his friends look bad That's in true. a public form. It's yeah. no, it's just between the friends where we always tell each other that we're being douchebags. Yeah. So it's a safe. It's a, it's a safe I'd be, space. I'd be even, yeah, it is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> so we, it's like a place where we can make each other look fucking stupid, but no one. 
no yeah. chicks are gonna see it. I mean, no right. people that like we're arguing with are gonna see it. So no, our enemies or whatever aren't gonna see that there is like discourse within the ranks. You know what I mean? That's probably why there isn't any discourse with us because it is through like the group chat and like we do kind of like figure it out like through the group chat instead of on social After media. After a solid like, like thirty eight minutes of just straight yelling and yeah. screaming. Yeah, that happened. You know what? <laughs> that was my bad, actually. That was, you know what? You want to know something? A little bit sorry. Not fully though, because you're still a dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's, we're going to go and roll in right into our, our series that we've been doing. We're going to go into the 80s series. Woo! But mine's really, Part five. mine's really weak this time, and I just want to explain to everybody why it's really weak this Part time. Five. And it's because, like, we're doing I the 80s. Have, I have no fucking, I haven't had any time this past week, so I wasn't able to go and, like, look up my movie and then watch it again and make sure I got all my points and everything down. And that's because of the stupid fucking diet that I'm on. So every time I come home, I have to make fucking food. And it takes me 30 minutes to get fucking home. And it takes me another 30 fucking minutes to make it. And it takes me another 15 minutes to fucking eat it. And then I got to come over here and set everything up. That takes another 20 fucking minutes. And so I just don't have any fucking time to watch any fucking movies. Because then as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I go to the girlie's house. And we bang out for an hour. And I'm just constantly drained. Ah! Oh, you poor soul. Thank you! <laughs> 80s cinema was weird and crazy and fun. You get Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You get History of the World Part 1. Oh, <laughs> Way better, Chris. <laughs> you get these great movies from the 80s. They were memorable and they didn't have AIDS then, right? Or something like that? I don't know. No, they definitely had AIDS there was in the AIDS 80s. Then. Yeah, for sure. 80s movies. Now we don't <laughs> Yeah, have AIDS. AIDS origin movie takes place in the 80s. <laughs> AIDS. It's funny. AIDS and Reagan. Again. Yeah. AIDS, Reagan, and uh, 80s movies. AIDS. Well, we had great movies, guys. <laughs> Neon colors in the 80s. AIDS, 80s. The AIDS. The 80s of AIDS. All right. All right, Cinema. Chris, you Some said, you said yeah, you well, I'm going to start it off because... You so you're going to go first? Right? <laughs> Stevie, cut your mic. God, he's such a dick sometimes. <laughs> Makes me so mad. <laughs> I'm gonna are, you, are you guys going to guess? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, we got to guess. We got to guess. Can you hand me the thing? Um, Don't look at my computer, bitches. Uh, I'm going to guess Blade Runner. <laughs> no, see, because I already did Blade Runner. I know. Runner. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, Caddyshack. Nope. Ooh, that's one Caddyshack. guess. Caddyshack. Oh, okay. Full Metal Jacket. No. Fuck. There's my two guesses. I actually want to. I want to fucking guess Kubrick too, because he's such a great director. That kind of yeah. fits Chris's personality. Don't do it. Full Metal Jacket. Don't do it. It's not about the director. It's all about The Shining. <laughs> it's all about uh, production design. Again, yep. like right, like right, like fucking. That's his thing, Andy. <laughs> it is. Okay. Uh... It is. Whatever, yeah, I made a short film, but I'm all about the design and not the fucking directing. <laughs> That's true. But so, I was about the design. I designed it too, bitch. I was the Oh, yeah, I designed, I designed that fucking director. tortoise that's walking around. <laughs> you're goddamn right, Dennis. <laughs> look like that tortoise. Fuck, I said, you're a good actor, bro. <laughs> I discovered that tortoise. Out of thousands of tortoise eye. Tortoise Keep doing what Tortissi you're doing. Eye. <laughs> Whatever, how did we say it? The plural form. We don't facts here at the Alcoholic Cat. <laughs> we don't fact check. Occupy. <laughs> Facts are dangerous. We know. <laughs> Occupy. Okay, production design. Great production. Room. Like my, like I want to say Empire Strikes Back. Oh uh, no, it was, I want. I was, it was up there, but I wanted to do a movie that I don't think a lot of people have seen. So that's why I. Okay, I we, was right. Stevie, go again. Raiders of the Lost Ark. No. Everyone has. I'm seen. not everybody, Adney. <sighs> 
I don't think this is a popular movie, even though it has a really big star in it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, we're going I think I'll yeah, even give you man. an actress, and I bet you you won't be able to guess it. Bring it on, bro. All right, let me see if, if... Jennifer Conley. Oh, oh, I know. Labyrinth. Labyrinth. That is a hell of a good production. Like, so that, good. The movie yeah, can we take that? like because. Wow. <laughs> Great choice. You should have guessed it because you said the you said Pan's Labyrinth for my guess. I did, too. The Labyrinth, is, that's all practical effects, and mm -hmm. it's amazing. And Bowie's Those are dick, all giant Bo puppets. Bowie has a solid hog in that oh, movie, dude. dude. Solid dick. That's, not, that's the only hog. thing that's not a prosthetic in that movie <laughs> is David Bowie's legitimate dick line. Dude, oh, such a great dick the line. dick line of that. Like, that movie should have been called The Dick Line and not The Labyrinth. <laughs> You know what I mean? Line. He ain't the Goblin King for no reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you haven't seen... be the Goblin King, you know? The, the, the Goblin Queen. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> jokes. It's a, play, jokes. It's a play on words and stuff. Should so name this episode funny. Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, dude. We got all the jokes. We We're the best at telling jokes. We're the best at jokes. We got all the jokes. <laughs> the jokes just got ten times better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah you have David Bowie as your protagonist throughout the whole movie he's the antagonist, antagonist. Oh, the I apologize and then Jennifer oh, Conley the film school dude <laughs> my brain's fucked up okay I'm pretty sure there's some CTE damage in there I'm telling you some I bang my head too much against helmets and stuff and then I drink when smoke it happens dude yeah. you're right and that's why you're here you know fact check me <laughs> fact check me uh, so yes, antagonist David Bowie, but you open up with pretty much it's like, um, it's like a musical with David Bowie. It's like he's coming in, it's all theatrical. Because this is like peak Bowie, peak Bowie. He's peak in tights. His he's, like no, fucking he's hair like, is just like he's a fucking huge star right now. He's like at the he's just like him. Oh, I could do anything I want. Oh, let's make a fucking super weird, like. Borderline pedophile movie with puppets. <laughs> Seriously. And that movie's but about it's fine because it's David the Bose. The movie is an analogy for virginity, right? Isn't it like a virginity story? That's the, like... It's Chris's movie, dude. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get that. I didn't get that. You you tell me, player. You the, tell me. The movie is an idea for... um. The, the basis of the movie is abstinence. Really? Yeah. Crack did a whole thing on it. Oh, really? <laughs> it was really cool, yeah. Huh. Basically even... explained piece by piece why it's an abstinence. It supports abstinence. Oh, okay. And That's... like David Bowie's supposed to be like her losing her virginity. Like he dances with her and does all this shit. And, and then in the end, she like doesn't fuck him or something like that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's supposed to be something. They obviously listen to Crack. They explain it a lot better. But they explain why it is. And a yeah, story and, and Crack's also doing a review on it. I'm not doing a review on it. I'm just telling you guys why I want you to see it. And I gave you like a little plot point here and there. And then I hope you guys watch it. Okay. And then if you don't, then you don't. Number one, David Bowie. <laughs> number two, David's dick line. <laughs> number three, David Bowie again, motherfuckers. <laughs> and number four, a really adorable Jennifer Connelly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and then number she five, Jim Henson. Okay, the motherfucking master oh, yeah. of puppets. Oh. Okay, oh, the master yeah. of puppets. Hit us with it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Like, this motherfucker oh, is, is so gangster. No, no, no. no. <laughs> 
He did the Muppets. What else did he do? I bet you he did a million things. I don't have them up right now. There's no need. If you don't know who he is, <laughs> don't worry about looking him up. He's done a million things. <laughs> fucking, his credits over dick, bro. Trust, trust me. No, trust me. His credits so are as big as Bowie's dick line. I'm telling you right At least. And just as defined. His you know what I mean? credits are hogged, bro. <laughs> he has hogged credits. Hogged out credits. Elephantitis credits. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Jim Henson... Designed all the puppets in this thing, and so we're in. You're in a fantasy world, and Jennifer Conley. I think her name is Sarah in the movie, if I remember correctly. It doesn't matter. Jennifer Conley. Uh, she's like has to babysit her little brother, and she's super butthurt about it. Like, oh my god, I want to babysit my brother. And so she starts reading. To be him, fair, like, the kid sucks. Yeah, he does. yeah to it's be like, fair, all kids suck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> touche. Babies are fucking ugly. <laughs> god, I hate children so much. Crystal, touche. Oh no, wait. Double touche. <laughs> Oh man! If you have kids, just don't. You know just why are these? Just agree. Why, why, why are the, just okay? Stop. You keep talking about fucking puppets. I've never seen this fucking. Movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you're fucking. Why puppets? are these puppets cool? <laughs> Please explain to me why are these puppets cool? Because they look like they were made in today's day and age. Like they, those puppets could pass in a today's film. So like you're saying Jimmy how, Boy was ahead of his time. Ahead of his time. Agreed. That's of course he was. But not only. As the design on them flawless, and they look like they're real. You don't see any strings. You can't. You can't see any strings off of strings the light. You and then <laughs> when they talk, it they're Sweet actually pool. like it's not like a Chinese film that's dubbed, and they're like talking, and then their voices move or their mouth lip, their mouth moves, and then their you don't lips hear are synced up with yeah, the words with that are being said, and then it just. That's oh, I awesome. wish. Yeah. Probably they did they ADR the voices. Oh, uh, I'm sure they ADR. Well, you might have. Well, you might have. Well, they did with Jim Henson. Of course, he did Sesame Street. I think he did. He did mm-hmm. Sesame Street. Yep. Sesame but uh, Street what they have like for Big Bird is the actor that's inside it controls the mouth himself. Like oh. he raises, has his hand up and he controls it right. himself. So uh, they, they, pro- they probably, probably they probably huh? had they probably had like the act. The, the fucking well uh, for some of them they probably did but then for some of them it was probably straight straight like a puppet Marionette because puppets. they're really small Marionette. you know so he like, knows like the act the act the um the actor the actress knows exactly what they're saying and how they said it so they can just recreate it in their head and they're just like oh this is how I did boom 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 and that's why it matches up yeah so that's why I was super yeah. impressed it comes with down it. to like putting the, 80s, the fucking dude. work in you're putting yeah, the fucking work exactly. in same thing with Trey and Matt for uh, Team America they know the they, oh, yeah. they got the best marionette puppet handlers and then they themselves knew what they were going to say, they knew how trained them were going to say it, so they moved the mouth precisely the same way that... Yeah, yeah. The, mouths, the mouth moves up to the words, talking to you, Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap-ass mother. Which is why Yoda sucks. No, I'm just kidding. Yoda's tight. Pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Jim Henson, too. Like. <laughs> so anyways... Every uh, puppet of your life. She's reading this book, and then, like, the... He's Hillary Clinton. The, the, there's, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was fucking good. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, you're fine. Um, and then you're saying something about fucking dick lines. Something. Uh, she's reading the book, and then the goblins appear, and then David Bowie comes in all fucking whimsical, and he's like all fucking. He's always whimsical. He, yeah. David that's what's funny. Is the most yeah, whimsical. That, dude, that's what's funny is he didn't know he was in that movie. They just followed him around the camera. <laughs> 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 that was fucking money. Oh man! David Bowie's like, wait, what do you mean I'm in this film? I'm not an actor. <laughs> what are these cameras doing? I've never acted in my life. What the fuck is IMDb? Eight point three. Craft services. Craft services. So yeah, and then uh, David Bowie comes in, steals the baby, and then plot is that she is looking for the baby. She somehow gets to this goblin land it's and it's a big ass yeah. labyrinth and it's just a fat ass maze and so she has to figure out how to get from 
the beginning of the maze. Amazed, yeah. For the for the layman. <laughs> and then on the way, which everyone, yeah, pancakes or flapjacks. <laughs> <laughs> On her way through the labyrinth, uh, she runs into all these little puppets, and some are trying to deceive, most are trying to trick and deceive her, and she has to figure out which ones are helping, which ones aren't, and just way through the labyrinth. So that's that's the... Like when you're losing your virginity, and you're getting all these stories, and you gotta discern, oh, which girl who's telling me her slut story cannot trust? Yeah. Huh? Is that what you were trying <laughs> this, to say earlier, Steve? It's not like that. But this movie is a fucking classic. It's amazing. I 100% suggested everyone... Like, the 80s are a great time for movies, Dude, man. that's set... This the movie stair is a scene, fucking amazing the stair movie. scene in there... Way ahead of its time. Like, the production design, so there's just stairs everywhere, and then they have him walking essentially on a wall, but he's on stairs. So he's walking on a wall, upstairs, like, completely defying gravity and everything. And they were doing that. Well, that's because he can actually do that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like we said, David Bowie's not doesn't even know he's in this movie. Everything <laughs> else is cinema tricks, but that's just Bowie He right walks there. around with a crystal, he walks around with a crystal ball all the time. And just, <laughs> got buried with that and just. No, he can, he can alter matter, and he made it just appear. <laughs> <laughs> he was that just, was just a bunch of oxygen molecules that he turned into, <laughs> into crystal. God, oh, you guys man. keep up. <laughs> Read a fucking biography. Shit. <laughs> Talking like a fucking retard. Except <laughs> 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 a fucking Bowie book. <laughs> you get your 80s outfits. Like the whole time David Bowie is just switching these crazy ass outfits. Those are his outfits from his concerts. Oh, <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> Not even his concerts. That's what he fucking like. Those are watch his TV. He's going. To, he's walking his dog in those fucking outfits. He's walking this baby. He wears that when he does yoga and shit. <laughs> Borrowed this baby and shit, walking in these outfits. Anyway, um, yeah, dude, that's 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 all I got because just the. The production designs are amazing. I think we talked about pretty well. Labyrinth, like, <laughs> there's like little trick doors, but you don't see it. Like it's just the it's production just a fun design. fucking it's fantasy movie. movie, and it's fun. It's super Dude, fucking fun. I bet you wish you would worked on something like this, something like oh, yeah, so ahead of sure. its time, yeah. something practical. It would have been so that, sweet. Dude, dude, to watch the movie, I don't get to work on shit that's practical anymore. Everything's fucking visual effects, you know. Maybe we should do all only practical on any of our shit. We should. That'd be that tight. would be fun. The, the, the problem with all practical is it's a little more expensive, but you have to have that. Person. How the fuck are we gonna afford puppets? Well, we don't need puppets, bro. Well, I'm just we're just talking regular production design. But uh, that's specific. Oh, well, I, oh, dude, you but, know, gonna, you know like, me, Steve. Can I make some awesome puppets. costumes. I like seeing you Jennifer Connelly super young. Like, oh wow, she's a little girl there. I had like no sexual appeal to her in this movie. And then I did. What's the next one that came along? <laughs> she's hot. I mean, David Bowie did his dick line. She's cute, did. but it's like she's a little girl. You can tell. Uh, man, I think she's I, like she's seventeen. Like a teenager. She's like seventeen or something. But like the it. next movie that I watched, how old was she in that movie? So I don't feel so weird. Oh, fine. Like, I can't even remember. She was only born in 70. Like, she ain't even that old. Oh, I think it was a beautiful... No. I can't remember the other movie that I saw She good in a beautiful mind. After though. I watched this movie. But, man, the she was smoking hot. And I was just like, damn! You went from that little girl in Labyrinth to this woman? Like, you know what wow. she looks like to me is... Uh, what's her name from How I Met Your Mother? Uh, Robin? Robin, yeah. She's uh, like a, a little Like bit. a fucking times 10 hotter yeah. version of yeah, Robin. Yeah, dude. I don't, I'm not, I, I don't understand like the whole appeal behind Robin. I don't either. Robin? Mm. I don't get it. It's not for me. No. She's not for me. She's just... I mean, oh, she's Jennifer okay. Connelly was 15, so a I year told from, you. A year from then, she's hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> parent consent, baby. What's up? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, I recommend Labyrinth. Check it out if you like fantasy movies and you like just being on an adventure. You know, it just takes you on a little nice adventure. It's a fun fucking movie. It's There's a lot of David Bowie. Pay tribute to David Bowie. First off, the music is. 
David Bowie singing. Like, why the fuck are you not watching that movie right now? Turn this podcast off. Exit the podcast. Actually, if you sync this up and turn off them, like turn the sound on on the movie, it syncs up perfectly. <laughs> this whole review. That's the thing though. Like you can play this movie for your fucking like kids, and your kids are gonna dig it. Yep. Meanwhile, you could be doing something else and listen just to the music and be like, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm like the fucking Wiggles or whatever the fuck your kid usually watches. And, yeah, Teletubbies. And you can always pay tribute to a nice hog. Like, you gotta, like... <laughs> to a nice hog. Okay, that might be the one thing that the kids are gonna be like, Mommy, why is it... What's his dick line? You know, like, <laughs> what's a dick line? <laughs> Stop oh. listening to the podcast, I told you. Stop fucking with Mommy's Stop phone. Stop playing this in your car while you're taking your kids to school. <laughs> God damn, they're gonna get up... Yeah, busting. man. Your horrible mother. What a great fan. My great mom, fan. My mom laughed at guys saying David Bowie has a great dick line. He does have a great dick line, though. Like, his hog is That's what the teachers are going to say. Dude. Okay, right. so we might as well just name this David Bowie dick line. buried with that monster. <laughs> David Bowie got buried with that little monster, you know what I'm saying? DBSDL. David Bowie's dick line. Oh, that's the name, dude. David Bowie's dick line. Oh, All right, so that's my view. So I wanted to talk to you today about... David Bowie's dick line. <laughs> David Bowie's dick line. We need to have a serious conversation about David Bowie's dick line. <laughs> Listen, I need TV, to sit down. TV. We're going to talk you about David that, Bowie's like, dick online, line. online, whenever like, a thing happens on a show or whatever, some pop culture thing, there's always an article that starts off with, we need to talk about blank. It's always like some serious fucking editorial piece about blah, blah, blah. It's always bullshit. It's stupid. But how about insert David Bowie's dick line? <laughs> insert David Bowie's dick line. <laughs> Whoever's idea this was, though, is a goddamn... Let's get David Bowie and some motherfucking puppets. Let's get David puppets. Bowie, let's get his dick line. <laughs> and then just have him sing the whole fucking time. It's two separate checks. <laughs> oh, no, his dick I line's demanding 20% of the gross. David Bowie's dick line was signed for more money than David Bowie. <laughs> he was signed on for a three-picture franchise. Hey, he had three more films to do. He had three more labyrinths and shit, you know? But it, it, it fell out, it fell out. It fell out. I just literally. Get it! I want them to remake that movie with just a close-up on David Bowie's dick line for David every Bo- David Bowie moment. Just like David While Bowie's he's dancing line. around and singing. And put like a face and googly eyes, you know, googly eyes. Oh, yeah. And just had the dick line do all the parts of singing and everything. <laughs> yeah, the moving. It's the all moving. Just the hog, dude, the yeah. That weird fucking bulge. Just a giant knuckle. <laughs> okay, listen. Remake this movie, guys. <laughs> just David Bowie's dick line in it. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, all right. I'm going to go next. Come on, guys. 1980 to 1989. This is what I have okay, to work with. I what did I pick? Raging did Bull. Want... No, he already did Raging Good Bull. Good fucking okay, guess. Can I get a read? When it? I thought of this, <laughs> the very first movie, I said 80s, the very first movie that came was the 1980 film, Raging Bull. But I already went very in-depth about movie yep. in an earlier episode, so I cannot. Genre. You want the genre? Yep. Wait, no, you don't get that wait, hit. Hold on, dude. You each I gave you the actress, motherfucker. After we both guessed a okay. bunch of times. Okay. So, uh, Jaws came out in the 70s, huh? Yeah. Fuck. Like, you would have. That might be your 70s movie. <laughs> Such a good um, <laughs> I w- Oh, I remember the Indianapolis speech. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I know, that, I know I told you earlier there's Empire Strikes Back, which is one of your your favorite. I think it, it is your favorite Star Wars film, yeah? Yep. Battle mm-hmm. on Hoth is your fucking favorite scene in all. I don't know. If, I don't know, but it, it's it's oh, so it good. Yeah, good. I figured that one. I was figuring Raiders of the Lost Ark or one of that those. Cause Both I know of those. Are you, gonna, are you gonna actually no, no, guess? These are or what you I was just... figuring. Okay. okay, these are the first thing I was guessing. Um, but I got nothing for you. I don't know. You're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna guess. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Adney. <laughs> I'm wearing no. the shirt. <laughs> Top Gun. <What? laughs> 
Tom Cruise. Yeah, <laughs> if I was gonna pick any Tom Cruise flick, it would be the one with Rebecca De Mornay in it. <laughs> oh, okay. Risky business. Um, but please. I did not. And of course, Empire and Raiders, they were both in my top five. Love those movies so much. But I know you didn't pick them. But I can't. They're too obvious. Everyone's talk about those movies. Okay, I, I did two guesses so far. They're fun. huge. And they're, they fit, they they fit my, like, I always talk about that kind of shit. So it's like, Dirty I'm, Dancing, Adney. No, no way. I'm guessing no. either Back to the Future 1 or Back to the Future 2. Those are good. You, are you doing both? You no, do- I'll say Back to the Future 2. Nope. <laughs> okay. Terminator. Genre. <laughs> Shut up, Adney. I'm going to keep guessing. <laughs> no, genre. Genre. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah! Oh! oh! God! Oh, oh, I was sitting here, like, thinking, what the fuck genre is that movie anyway? It's awesome genre, Adney. <laughs> okay, it's kind of, I was like, it's noir. It's noir, but it's also comedy, but it's also, like. Fantasy, kind of. Yeah. yeah, it's a very it's it's a mix. Of, that's why I it's. Know, I know that Adney loves that movie, so I'm so glad I guessed it, dude. <laughs> oh my god! On your eighth fucking try. Whatever, dude. I'm gonna edit all those other tries out. <laughs> <laughs> First try, motherfucker. <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> You're such a piece of I'm shit. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> he's gonna edit. It's funny. He's gonna, no, dude, I'm not gonna do that. He's gonna edit in impressions of us going. Wow, dude. First try. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shots fired. First try. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing impressions of us. Yeah, that was not Adney or Chris. Was somebody got a cold or what? Okay, it's considered it's a deep voice. <laughs> it's considered animation comedy crime. Yeah, uh, true crime sort of. It's based on a conspiracy theory. Really? No, it's not a conspiracy I mean, no, theory. It's an actual conspiracy. A conspiracy that happened that, oh, really? that was bad. admitted to. Yeah, a conspiracy that The I main plot. Not the cartoon yeah, thing, Chris. Yeah, this isn't Not the Looney Tunes part or whatever. <laughs> not the, not the, the cartoon part. part. Uh, what Steve's referring to is the fact that in the movie, the main plot, in case you fucking forgot, distracted by the cartoons, <laughs> is that a fucking a company wants to um, a, it's a fucking car company basically, and they want to make cars to be a normal thing. Everybody wants a car. Like you, Dude, we, we seen... own cars and we want people to buy these cars, but everyone has public transportation. What are we gonna do? Have... Oh, here's what we'll do: we'll actually buy out all the public transits. So we own all the public transportation, then we'll close it down, demolish it all, then build freeways. Now people have to buy our cars forever and for all fucking time. And I think it's good. And that's really it. happened. A lot of the tire companies. Goodyear, Ford, another tire company, and an oil company. I mean, I kind of think it was inevitable. It would have happened eventually. Yeah, anyways, but, but what they but did I don't know. Was, I see what they took out. No, I don't, I don't know about that because, like, so? no, because in a lot of other countries, like, we're the country with the biggest car culture. It's because it was cultivated from that. It mm-hmm. happened in North. At, in the beginning, Germany's Germany's there. One. Yeah, Germany. in, the, in the beginning, like the like cars were seen as just uh, that's that's, a, that's a, we were like, why do you need a car when you have public transportation? <laughs> then it became oh, everyone needs a car. Then it became a symbol of wealth. Then it became oh, everyone has to have a car. That's how you get girls, and that's what really exploded car yeah, culture was getting girls. women. Yep. But if you had a culture where you like like in England, like a lot of people use the fucking public transportation, it's not a big deal. Like that's why people always post pictures of stars, like famous celebrities riding the fucking train. Because it's like, yeah, this is what we do. Fuck a car. I'm going to need a car. I got public transportation. Yeah, That's which true. is awesome because you, like, everything That's was That's how electric. it was in Portland. Everything I didn't have a, a fucking car in Portland for the five fucking years that I lived there. I was there, there with I, you. And I took I the bus with you all the time. work, yeah. all that fucking um, shit. So. What's it called? It, they, it was all electric-based, electric so our world would have been fine, would be not be as much oh, as it was. Everything was electrical-based, so it was electric transits. So everything was like trolley cars in the street. 
And then that's why you go to a lot of places. I mean, but LA. electricity is generated through. Yeah, yeah, it's generated through the power lines. Right, but so it's you're... generated through what eventually? What do you mean? Current. Yeah. Current. Yeah. That's not oil, bitches. Exactly. So you can have transportation without oil, is what you're saying? Yeah. Huh? Electric who cars. Who would have thought? Yeah, except then that's that's what the, that's where the conspiracy comes in. So like the transit, that's why they still had, even in the street, they like L.A. A lot of places they have these little rail linings. Yeah, San Fran's the big there, one too. Yeah, and it's like all because they tore down these things. Imagine that being, like in big cities, that would have been fucking amazing. Look at New York. Imagine if it was just those L.A. Man, New York would huge be way tra- better. Huge traffic. If, it was, if the subway no wasn't car. just the subway, it was also like a. Above ground, and thing. then they took the car, dude. A couple. New York would actually be like, I don't know, livable at that fucking. You would thing. actually, you know, Move enjoy, around, yeah. get to a place, especially in L.A. where the traffic is absolutely because they have there's no, so there's not even bad. a subway, there's LA not even a subway, so, so it's like bad. it's so fucked up there. You need a go-ped for L.A. and just smash. But here, that's the th- that's what the thing. So like basically, who framed Roger Rabbit? That's like the core like conflict. That's the mystery that we find out. I haven't seen that movie since I was like I want to say fifteen. Like so it's here been it is. So long. Let me break it down for you. Well, I'm going to go watch it now, for sure. I I think it's on Netflix. I don't know. It was on there a little while oh, ago. Really? Wow. But I definitely... I fucking love this movie. I think it came out in 88. I don't know. I, didn't, I, didn't oh, I had it. Did you? Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Imagine right. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Faggots. <Peach it>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who Friend Roger Rabbit um, takes place in a world in which cartoons are real. They exist and oh, they exist you would next love to it, us, Stevie. You would just be what? fucking all the cartoons. Like you, I, I, you would I literally would stop fuck, fucking humans and you'd be strictly fucking cartoons. <laughs> you know what's funny is no, there was two movies that came out around, and also the other one came out in the eighties. That was also a similar uh, human being, like live action and animation combined. It was called Cool World, starring Brad Pitt and Kim Basinger. And in that movie, like fucking a cartoon was like this huge taboo. Like it was things that some people did, but it was a huge crazy thing and that movie was like way darker and fucking didn't get near the acclaim I think I've seen that movie cool do you know the director of this motherfucking movie wrote Back to the Future oh yeah two and three Robert Zemeckis and Castaway dude's a gangster Zemeckis is the baddest I watched the whole (laughs) documentary he did a bunch of Tom Hanks movies I watched a documentary on Zemeckis talking about like his idea for Back to the Future what he got like what he seen with it and everything like that getting with the writer wasn't there was he I'm not sure if he was a Christmas Carol wrote too that's, wow. that's awesome. Go ahead. All right, back to who framed. Ah. So we exist in this world, and our main protagonist is Eddie Valiant, played Eddie. by Bob Hoskins, Which who love, would later ruin his career by starring in the Mario Bros. movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're like, there's Mario Mario and there's Luigi Mario. See, like, how many Marios in your name? See, there's three Marios, okay? So you're like fucking stupid movie. I fucking love John Luzon in that movie. Dude, John Luzon. I love him in everything, no matter how bad the movie is. Seriously. You know, have you ever seen his stand-up? They're fucking amazing. He has three specials. Dude. He also, like, have you seen any of the movies that he wrote or directed? (laughs) No. He wrote two, he wrote and directed two movies for HBO, like HBO produced. Undefeated, which is a boxing movie. So good, yeah. And uh, Empire, which is a drug dealer movie. Dude, Empire, you have to (laughs) fucking see Empire. I'll check it out. The ending. Oh my god, that's a good movie. Not the TV series? No, no. no. (laughs) Anyways, we're getting off track. Okay, okay. We'll do a job because I'm a podcaster. Why we why we love him? We can hella do like as sorry as a movie topic we do like favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Favorite, oh, that'd be tight. We could pick actors that. as our favorite movie. It's an easy movie topic. 
or favorite director. Ooh. Well, we already did director. We could pick so a director and pick their our favorite movies. Previews, from that guys. Previews. We're just coming up with ideas on there. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so in this movie, we've said uh, Eddie Valiant, and uh, of course, this play, this movie is very. It has a very noir feel to it in ways, although it's very, it's a lot lighter and friendlier. And but like, it does use like those harsh shadows, nice big does. beaming lights in certain yeah. scenes and whatnot. In certain yeah. areas, it, it it does heavily on noir filmmaking of, we have this, it's like 1940s it takes place and our main character, our protagonist is a hard-boiled detective. That's such a, that's the fucking most cliched noir thing ever. And, uh, and that's what that's what Eddie Valiant is, and he's a private detective. And uh, but we open up on him, and he's Who's this. Town? <laughs> <laughs> he's a raging fucking alcoholic, be and because uh, he lost his brother, who was you know, the only person that was really super close to him. And he was actually dating a girl named Dolores, and after the loss of his brother, he became completely disconnected from this wonderful woman named Dolores, who still really cares about him. You get that throughout the movie; she still really loves him, even though she's way out of his fucking league. <laughs> Like, seriously, good look. Watch the movie. (laughs) She can get it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Even now. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, so Eddie Valentine's just like, he's like I said, he's a fucking drunk. And then he gets this case just dropped in his fucking lap by the owner of a cartoon company. And he basically says, I want you to spy on our most popular cartoon character, who's basically in this world, they're just movie stars. Like, I want you to spy on him. Sorry, Joanna Cassidy was the fucking uh, agent from fucking Blade Runner? Yeah. She was the chick? She plays wow. Dolores. <laughs> Go on, boom! <laughs> My mind's blown. Okay, sorry. <laughs> She's in a lot of stuff. Seriously. She's been in a lot of TV shows, too. But anyways, that's where we stop in. And, of course, it's a called Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, that's our second main protagonist is a cartoon character named Roger Rabbit. Who would have thought? This is a super goofy <laughs> rabbit character who's in, who's like he's a very popular star. Like a Bugs Bunny he, voice or no? Not Bugs Bunny. He's like Bugs Bunny is way more smart. He's, he's like, like, yeah, what's up, cop? <laughs> like Bug, Bugs, all the fucking Bugs, Bugs Bunny, Bunny is <laughs> slick and smart and kind of like over like, but Roger's more silly. He's First just transgender oh, okay. Bugs pure. Bunny bitches. Yeah. <laughs> way he's ahead so, of his time. Dude. No, he cross dressed all the time. Yeah. Uh, but that's Bugs I'm talking about Roger. Okay. <laughs> And that's who it was, and he was like super hard. But what comes out of it, like he, they find like he. What's funny is that he's married to someone named Jessica. So all I hear is Jessica Rabbit. You hear that name a bunch of times. And uh, this guy, R.K. Maroon, who owns a company, he's like, I want you to spy on her, catch her doing something bad, and I'll give you all this money. And then Eddie's like, Fuck it, I'll do it. It's for the fucking alcohol. And that's what that's our call to adventure. That's what starts it all. Is um and you get this really funny scene of he goes to see Jessica Rabbit and he's like at this fucking he goes to this fucking like theater where there's a bunch of people and a bunch of cartoons and cartoons are performing and we get like for the very first and only time is in this movie where we get to be get both Warner Bros cartoon characters and Disney characters in the same scene. The first time we get it is in this scene. It's Daffy Duck and Donald Duck, and they're playing piano on the same stage, and they're fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> and they're fucking, like, smashing the piano, fucking, like, casing on and, their And, yeah, head. Daffy's like, this is the last... T- Daffy says to Donald, this is the last time I work with somebody with a speech impediment. That's <laughs> 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 fucking great. But, um, anyways, that, after, after they after they clear that out, it gets all dark, and like there's like a sexy show about to come on. And, and we haven't seen Jessica yet. We're just like, what the fuck is going on? And Eddie Valiant 
I remember him saying, hey, let me get – he, like, talked – like, the waiter is a penguin making fun of the fact that, like, waiters are usually in tuxedos <laughs> and, like, penguins look like they're in tuxedos. There's so many on-the-nose jokes. Yeah, like, he shows up. saying the joke. Right, they don't yeah. say. He just shows up and he goes – and, like, and uh, Eddie goes, give me a scotch on the rocks. Waiter walks away and he goes, I need ice! Ice! <laughs> He's like, they're going to do a fucking joke. And then he gets the scotch, and there's actual rocks in the fucking glass. Yep. He's like, tunes. <laughs> tunes. And then he watches the show, and then Jessica Rabbit comes out. She got to be the most sexiest drawn cartoon oh ever. God, Endless cosplays have been done trying to recreate this. the shit out okay. of Jessica Rabbit. Even I would fuck the shit out of Jessica Rabbit. There you go. She's, first off, she's not rabbit at all. She's completely human drawn and just like... Like small waist, huge hips and ass, huge tits. Small wa- I mean, too small. Of a yeah, waist. it's it's it's, it's unrealistic. It's a, yeah, she it is unrealistic. Survive. But yeah. I still like this is basically the cartoon version of Christina Hendricks. I think. Oh, she I can get down to the red hair. She did cosplay she's for close. that. Oh my god. She should, but she's a fucking dick. Won't make my dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want me coming. Christina, over. we know you listen. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Hendricks. Anyways, um, just uh, cosplay. And she plays. And she sings this fucking song. She's actually voiced uncredited. By Kathleen Turner. Uncredited? Yeah, Kathleen Turner is not credited as the voice of Jessica Rabbit why? in this movie. Do you know I have why? no idea. I think she was maybe just a small time thing. I don't mm. know. Maybe she didn't want to be. Is it like it. a John Doe type of situation? I don't know. They do that with a lot of films. But like, like, there's Robin a lot Williams of actors that, that will be like. She's not no, credited, yeah, yeah. but it's completely her. Like you see any Kathleen Turner movie, like you know that voice. It's very. It's, she used to be like this very sultry actress and this very sexy kind of thing. But if you see her now, you never would have guessed. She, she looks bad. Well, that's what yeah. happens with age, bro. But I mean, with AIDS, bro, this face. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she plays the voice, and of course, that she accidentally became iconic, and she sings a song about just being seductive and all this stuff, and then that's what the that's how it starts it. But throughout the movie, what you find out is like Eddie ends up trying like to fake, basically save Roger and keep him safe, and find out like okay, the, and then he finds out that plot that we talked about earlier and all this stuff, and. Like there's so there's a lot of different layers to the story actually because you have like this main bad guy called the Judge who's played by Christopher Lloyd who played Doc Brown yep. in Back to the Future and he's like called the Judge and he's like the only one who's ever figured out a way to actually kill Toons. Up to this point, everyone thought that Toons were you know immortal. You couldn't kill him. So like you shoot him with a gun, you couldn't kill him. Yeah, nothing could kill him. Could they shoot you with a gun? Yeah, and they could kill you. Oh, what the fuck? Eddie's brother. What we find out is his brother was killed by a tune. He had his a piano dropped on his head, and forever and all. And that's why at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, Eddie hates tunes. He hates them all. Because his closest relative. Right. But through his like, ad- whoever kills Annie, you're gonna hate yeah. whoever oh, kills yeah, Steve. Yeah, but yeah. through the adventure that he has with Roger and through Jessica and all these other cartoon characters, he learns that that prejudice was wrong and that it was this one insane guy and all this stuff and like he learns like to get rid of oh, that dude, prejudice it just goes back to the point we keep ham- pampering mental health sidebar <laughs> I love how Chris just suggested that you're gonna be murdered that's the way you're gonna die <laughs> it doesn't matter whoever kills Addy right <laughs> <laughs> dude. like it's an inevitability <laughs> like it's gonna happen it's a good way to go out man my bad <laughs> well, yeah well because death is too much of a pussy to come at me himself <laughs> death waits did that, he did that for George Washington oh man George Washington said death fuck waits. you to death what do you mean he said, fuck you on his <laughs> What do you mean? He was supposed to die, and he told death to fuck off for a couple weeks, and he did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, so it's a, it's, a mur- it's a murder mystery because R.K. Maroon gets shot. It becomes this murder mystery, and it becomes like trying to make sure that Roger gets proved innocent. At the same time, solving this whole this clover uh, this cloverleaf mystery about the uh, buying on. And they do really good um, 
foreshadowing and hints at it is like because there's a line in the movie where uh eddie valiant tries to get on the trolley and they're all and he doesn't have any money and then he waits for it to pass runs up behind it and jumps on the back of it so he rides it for free and then he helps some little kids jump on it with him and they're like hey mister ain't you got a car he goes who needs a car in la we got the best public transportation system in the world and that's the first hint you get at it oh wow and that, and it goes again. Once again, we get it. Keep on like, oh, some some new company called Cloverfield's buying up all the uh, rail cars. Oh, that's weird. Anyway, and that keeps building up, and then we finally find out throughout the movie that this was the whole thing. Uh, that the main bad guy, the judge who was killing tunes, his main plot is he wants to use his uh, his thing. His it's called the dip. That's what he calls it. It's just some liquid, basically fucking like ink. Um, eraser or some shit like that. So that was a, some funny thing. But he wants to destroy all it because there's a whole huge town just for cartoons. The town is made out of cartoons. Cartoon town. He wants to get rid of the entire thing and build a freeway. So oh, when they destroy wow. all the rail cars, they can sell actual cars and you have to use their freeway. But he needs to fucking exterminate all the fucking tunes first. Which is funny because you get that. That's a that's a plot in a lot of movies. This idea of like run people out of town. You get that in Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Run because that's something town. that happened a million fucking times in real life. Yeah. Uh, Dodger Stadium is in a fucking valley that was like basically a bunch of Mexican immigrants schools. moved in there. There were schools yeah, and yeah. homes and communities and it was this enormous fucking place and they were kicked out unlawfully by the U.S. government. They said, you have to move because we're building new homes. But instead, they decided to build fucking Dodgers fucking stadium on top of, instead of tearing down the schools, they basically just built a stadium on top of a school and, and a bunch of other shit. And, and they destroyed yeah. these communities. This beautiful fucking entire valley was destroyed and fucking thousands of people lost their homes because the government wanted to build stupid shit. That's a real fucking story, and you can look it up, and it's that same thing that's happened throughout fucking human with history. The Olympics, with every, everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's like, wouldn't it be better? There's a lot of wouldn't stadiums. It be, wouldn't it be good if billionaires paid for their own fucking stadiums? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's even crazy. Did you even just say, did, did you just say that, and I missed it, that they make the taxpayers pay for the stadium? Like, I don't know if that was common the, the knowledge government. for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, that happens. So I wanted to let them know. Yeah. That happens. In every fucking Olympics, it's the taxpayer yeah, money that has to buy these money. Every stadium that's being built, like the one that's about to go up in Vegas right now, taxpayer money. It's Fuck crazy, it. and yet that makes owners, no sense. That has it makes to no be, sense. You should, should be absolutely that. illegal. You should be able, you should to, vote be able for that. to vote for that. That should be a voting thing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We we saw what's happening through this election. I guess voting. people. I I guarantee you, people will still vote for it because they're all yeah. We want to support It'll our bring team. People. It'll bring people in. It'll be, we want a stadium. It'll bring money into the community. It's like well, you're taking money we out of the community and the stadium. chance that it might go back in, but you're forgetting that a bunch of the money is being sucked off and sent to someone who didn't contribute at all. That's really. probably not even in that fucking. Yeah, they're the ones making the. They're making eighty percent of the fucking profit off this fucking thing. And it's not even. They're not even from that city exactly. Most Unless he's Jerry Jones. You gotta give it to Jerry Jones. Okay, he likes his shit. He built his stadium in the middle of nowhere. In the middle, he didn't destroy nothing. He literally built it in the middle of nowhere. So here's Dallas. You have to drive 45 minutes to get to the stadium. So that's pretty gangster. Like that's he did it. Cool. He did it legit. I wouldn't say gangster, but that's just okay. That's I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna award you for being more, the for not being as big a cunt as everyone else. Okay. You That's did. Funny. You did a not horrible thing. You did what You're not everybody gonna, else should have done. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna suck your dick for not being a horrible cunt. Okay. Yeah, it should be That's natural. natural. That's, That's how natural. you should do That's things. Fair. Okay. <laughs> but taxpayer money, come on, probably wasn't. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's what the movie's fucking plot is. But the uh, the reason, and that's right there. It's a really intriguing plot. It's very interesting, and I really like it. Like as I got older, I was like, I really realized what the movie was about, and I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but also, just it's a, it's really fucking funny. It's a lot of fun. Just the interaction between like the way they got it right. 
you have these people uh, acting against cartoons and it works so fucking well. You believe that a cartoon could be fucking there standing next to you. One of my favorite parts of the movie is the weasels who are like the judge's henchmen. It's like a group of five fucking weasel cartoons and they talk so fucking like a cartoonish version of like the 40s bad guys. Yeah, like, like mobsters, right? Yeah, like nah, so bad. See, like those nah, guys. Dude. Check it out, Valiant. We're gonna be back. <laughs> it's like so And next time we're here, we're gonna hang you and your laundry out to dry. <laughs> and I, it's so I love over the baby. The I love the baby in the beginning, dude. Oh, with his fucking raspy ass Danny DeVito voice. <laughs> fucking cigar and shit. Like fucking smacking that. What's up, toots? And he <laughs> even says, he smacks a girl in the ass. And then he says, he goes, the problem is I got a 40-year-old lust and a two-year-old dinky. That's a line in that movie. <laughs> it's a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's great. <laughs> uh, but okay, so. It's movie. It's really just a really well done movie. It won a couple Academy Awards. It's very critically acclaimed, and I feel like there's a. I've met a bunch of people, too many, that haven't seen it or even remember. It. Even if you have seen it, and you don't remember it, you really need to go back and watch it, and you'll appreciate it so much more now, knowing what you know about life, about movies, about actually being able and to what follow. The plot is about. Yeah, a lot following of a plot. Know, yeah, a lot of people <laughs> wouldn't know that that's the plot. They just start watching a tune movie. Also, that's we get the thing. We know? get a really sweet audio clip of Frank Sinatra singing. It's really quick. It's when uh, he's trying to find a weapon to fight the judge, and he picks up. It's called a singing sword, and he picks it up. And the tip of the sword it looks like Frank Sinatra's face, and it's singing. (laughs) And he's just like, "What the fuck?" But uh, um, it's a great fucking movie. And um, I just wanted. I would like to point out how hard this movie would have been to make in '88 is beyond my comprehension like i just don't like that's so fucking hard like i know they had blue the technology basically didn't exist so like they're using blue screen for all the cartoon stuff and then they're drawing the cartoon and so you're having stand-ins for all these cartoons like the uh jessica rabbit she has a stand-in and so they're playing off of stand-ins in the majority of the scenes but then you'll have scenes that's like with a little bird or scenes with like a little dog or something that you can't the actors can't play off and so they just have to kind of do their own thing and this was before anything like that had happened and for them to act as well as they did is actually very very impressive i i, I gotta i gotta commend them it's, it's so, absolutely it's brilliant it's, performances all around great comedy great visuals great story great characters in general and um really when like the the core of the story itself what it comes down to is prejudice yeah it's it's a lot of it is just an allegory for racism it's these are people that are different from us and everyone treats them shitty throughout the everyone who's a normal person they treat tunes a certain way like you you can be entertainment we'll let you be entertainment but you're not people your you're main, not sorry. you're not on our level and we never treat you that way your main antagonist is looking to eradicate these people it's created something to get rid of them he wants to move them out of town toontown is uh, sort of like uh, your inner city, like poor area. It's this area that's like, I want to run a highway through here. I want to get these people out of town. That right there touches yeah. on so many levels of racism. And this is in the 1940s. Yeah. Getting rid of these people so I can make money off of this area that they live in. So there you go. It's, like so many uh, fucking neighborhoods that, allegory, that were destroyed. An allegory for? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. And that's what um, that's what it's, it really is. That's what you know, it is under like the surface. Or not really under the surface. It's pretty fucking blatant. Of and our main protagonist, he fucking hates these people. Yeah. He's very prejudiced against all tunes, but through through actually spending time with one and getting to know one, he befriends him and actually realizes he was wrong. And uh, 
and like he can't just do that and like that's um, a plot point for a lot of movies and as like well. and when you oh, find yeah, and like sure. he finds out the truth about his brother what happened to his brother and he's just like yeah I was wrong this whole time and I can't just fucking be this like this prejudice is wrong and that's the one of the, the themes of the movie and I think that's powerful still now I mean after all these fucking years of this movie being out it's still a message people need to fucking know because they don't seem to have gotten the hint remember Seriously. the titans shit like that holds up where like, you appreciate it like no, there's, yeah. There will never be a year that Remember the Titans doesn't hold up. Oh, that you will movie. be able that will, that movie will stand the test of time forever. Well, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I would say the movie is super cheesy, but Denzel. It's super cheesy. But because you have Denzel, I mean, come on, like, left yeah. side, Abney, left side, strong side, left side, strong side, left side, strong side. So good. And you're just sitting there like, left side, dude. That, I cry <laughs> every <laughs> time <laughs> on that fucking movie. I know it makes me. I know here it irritates me. No. Here's what he's, he's like, like, no, like KC's my brother. Shut up. I gotta say, oh because that one white dude who's the most racist of the entire team ends up being best friends with that one black dude who looks like Jeff Lacey, and he be like, he was super racist. Goes to camp, becomes best friends, then comes back to normal life, and he expects everyone else to be accepting of his black best friends. Like, no, you were the most. <laughs> these are your friends, so it means they're the most racist too. You expect just you're dumb. Well, no, he's like, well, if I friend him, you got a friend. At him least, too, bro. at least, build up to it. But anyway, <laughs> but I love that part when he's in the hospital and he's like, can't you see? That's my brother. Dude, That's I what gets you is that dude. one? No, every part of that movie I cry. <laughs> Suck it, Rudy. Like, that movie's shit. i about some good dude. football movies. <laughs> That's oh, a good fucking pick. Man. Favorite football movie. That's a good, That's a good one, yeah. Any good football. It's obvious. Any good Sunday. Favorite mine, sport movie. Yeah, that'd be better. Favorite sport I already did Raging Bull. So anyways, continue. But yeah, that was one of the things that one of the many things that still holds up about this movie is just that basic theme of just, you know, it's about race. It's about not being that fucking prejudice off of one fucking occurrence. And the or interaction like between the cartoons and real people isn't fucking cheesy. It doesn't look like, oh, you can tell that doesn't belong. It actually looks like they're in the same fucking place. They're in the same fucking room. You they're don't feel like touchy. they're looking at a tennis ball. <laughs> exactly. You feel like they're looking at a cartoon character. And we also get the second time a Di uh, Disney character and a Warner Brothers character is... While Eddie Valiant is falling from like a thousand stories up in the air, he's falling, just free falling, and then all of a sudden Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse show up right beside him. He's like, hey, ain't you got a parachute? <laughs> he ain't got a parachute. <laughs> like that kind of thing. And it's like, just the thought of like Mickey and Bugs hanging out is just cool yeah, on its own. Um, so even if that movie was made nowadays, the, the, the same like style of the cartoons being there, it would be similar to today as well. Like the oh, yeah, the visual done, effects hold up. The visual effects would be similar to like... But you could never get Disney they, and Warner Brothers to work together again. I think it would look worse now than how they, they did it there. Because they would try to do too because much Because they would try to do too much, They made exactly. it look so much... It would be super computer graphic yeah, and Ninja yeah, yeah, Turtles. Yeah. Exactly. It wouldn't be... They wouldn't just go the blatant cartoon route, exactly. they did. They went, they went... They made it look exactly... Unless... Like it was done in the cartoons. Unless Pixar did it. If Pixar did Pixar's it, they would it. nail it. <laughs> Pixar, Pixar would stay true to the original drawings, they to would the original format. Of... But, but Pixar is owned by Disney, and like you don't Di think it'll ever happen. Yeah, talk about Disney working with Warner Brothers. Uh, I mean, they're huge, especially with the comic book craze. On IMDb, craze. it says that there's a Who Framed Roger Rabbit too. What? It hasn't come out yet. It's like uh, in development. Holy shit! Well, look forward to that. Hopefully, it's good. <laughs> Who knows? I'm not getting I my hopes made up. By Pixel. Not getting my hopes up on that sequel at all. <laughs> um, I never really get my hopes up on sequels. 
Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I do. So I know this is gonna be depends the, on the genre. This isn't like iconic okay, or yeah. anything. My bad. But depends Neighbors Two was fucking hilarious. I want to see it. It's fucking hilarious. I definitely want. I gotta look it up and see like, it because I was not still, for the plot, not for the story. It's even, super I'm, basic, but. I mean, I love... It's just Neighbors. It's Again! Well, He's so well, funny. I, I love Seth Rogen. It's like, <laughs> I like the first Neighbors. I thought it was fucking very well done. I thought it was extremely funny. And I love... I thought it. Rose Byrne stole the show. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I love Rose Byrne. She's fucking She kills it beautiful. in this one, too. She's adorable and hilarious. And I'm not even going to lie. I was like, wow. I don't want to like Zac Efron because you're way I too like beautiful. And I now. like Zac Efron. I'm like, God I damn. like Zac Efron. You don't now. like him because his whole to. body is an arrow towards his dick. But he was really, <laughs> really good at like. He's funny. I'm like, God he's, damn it. Dude, he you can't be, be that good looking and funny, bro. I know. It makes me Not okay. Hog. Seth Rogen. He better have a tiny it. hog. It better be tiny. No, that guy's hung like a no, hog, dude. Lies. <laughs> then he better be let a piece us, of shit. Let us know. If you... <laughs> all, those, all of our fans out there who have fucked Zach, which is probably half the country, <laughs> uh, let us know. We want to know how big Zach's hog is. Is it David Bowie hung? Oh. Is, he, is, he, is Bowie. it David Bowie hog? Hogish. But yeah, great fucking movie you, Andy. Dude, I love. I, so, I can't. Um, I'm gonna go rewatch it. Can like, we? Uh, can we guess for mine? Oh yes. Oh yes. Abby well, probably already knows. What's funny is my first guess was The Shining, but you already said it. Yeah. Is that know. it? So Could it is The it? Shining. Could that be Sucker. it? No, it's not The Shining. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that is a good pick, and I thought about doing that because I'm a huge King fan, and Stanley Kubrick is fucking bonkers. Is you could Indian? have a three-hour podcast yeah. just about how we insane Stanley Kubrick is. Kubrick is fucking phenomenal. I love that director, and he is mental. He drives his actors insane mm-hmm. and he like oh my god I feel yeah like his the movies are just an excuse to torture people because he wants them to be as crazy as him he's just like the Joker he's like all it takes is one bad day and he wants these actors to go insane like him he tortured uh what's the what's the wife's name in the movie uh Shelly Duvall Shelly Duvall yeah Shelly Duvall he tortured Shelly Duvall in the movie hella bad um okay so no it's not The Shining you get a second guess was it any I mean you get two guesses still was it any of the movies that we've guessed so far no okay Airplane. Okay, you said... Not Airplane. It's not comedy. It's something that I truly love. You said it's something that you love. It fits lo- in the same so genre of crime. The Shining. fits in the same it genre. It says oh, something horror. that you love and that is based on some shit that, that might have done happen. It changed the game for the genre. Evil Dead. No. That's what changed the game for the genre. No. You can't say that. It better be. <laughs> no, it's oh, you that. Uh, no, I would say that. Actually, sorry. Evil Dead did not change the air for the genre because that has been done before. Okay. We, we'll argue about that later, but okay. Okay. Go ahead, Andy. Yeah, fuck Sam Raimi. <laughs> great director, though. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I didn't mean that, Sam. I know you're listening. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Bam! That's my movie. Got him! You were going to guess Got it! Him. I wasn't. <laughs> I thought you were going to guess it. Change the fucking game. I was dude, actually. We all dude, did it! We all guessed it this time! Chris. Yeah! I was actually gonna. I was thinking Halloween. Oh, ooh, but I was like, I don't know thing, if that man. really changes the game though. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, okay, I'll great give you fucking on pick. Nightmare on Elm Street changes the game for horror because I'll give you that. What, there's no horror character ever written prior has ever done something outside the realm of a stalker watching or like looking for you, searching for you, or a zombie or a monster like Frankenstein's monster or just some kind of just just to beast. be fair, I think they could be in different categories: The Evil Dead and because I feel like. 
uh, Nightmare on Elm Street's like way yeah, more. Evil Dead's still great. Evil Dead's I know. Amazing. I just feel like they're in different categories. Like they've each did well, one. This is for... splatter punk. Right. Exactly. So like splatter film. And that one's more like zombie or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. it can be. It can be put in. I feel like it could be. It can be put in its own subcategory. Yeah. Subgenre. Okay, I'll give you. Because you get that with a lot of horror movies. Horror can be the basis of one thing, but it branches out. You get a lot of that. You get sci-fi that branches out. All these things that branch out of these little tiny subgenres that are. Fucking, you know, but you understand thing. why I said Evil Dead because it did, it did. do it, some shit. It was great. Okay. It was funny as well. So that's like <laughs> the whole thing. It was like horror funny, which exactly. is the same thing as this. Batman on Elm Street. Um, never before have you gotten a character that attacks people at their most vulnerable state when you're sleeping. Hmm? That has never been done. If you haven't seen a Nightmare on Elm Street, you're a piece of this shit. This is the thing. Most people, <laughs> have, most people have, of course. So, if, you know, I, I would, I did want to choose one that most probably haven't seen. But the reason I picked this well, is Labyrinth's because I love probably horror. With that one, I love like. horror, and this one did seriously change the game. It, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast before. I remember having a discussion about just Wes Craven. Uh, uh, yeah. After he died, did we do this on the podcast? No, no. I don't think we no, did. Because after he died, and just like talking about like, wow, that guy not oh, that guy fucked. Changed the genre twice. Yeah, with Scream was that yeah, Scream, yeah. Because yeah, Scream was something oh, that Scream was huge. Scream was meta. It was when that wasn't really a thing. It mm-hmm. was one of those first times where oh, it was the first time that uh, people in a horror movie knew that they were in a horror movie and they have seen horror movies and they knew that there were rules and they knew that you had to do or act a certain way and there was rules and like this is how horror movies work and and that was. He destroyed the genre that he helped create, <laughs> which is super <laughs> so cool. He like killed his baby and then created that, another. Which one. is something that like Shane Black tried to do with Last Action Hero, mm, but okay. it just didn't. Brings me back. Um, one cool thing: this might be a little peacocking, but in Portland, I did get to cook for Wes Craven. Really? I never got to meet him. And he uh, came into the restaurant at, at departure. Wow. That's cool. But a lot dude. of basketball players too, and there's a yeah, lot of the Marcus Aldridge goes. There, never got right, to go yeah. out because it wasn't an open kitchen. Like I get to see the famous people that come into my kitchen. But they don't now. see you. No, yeah, by me. Yeah, oh, dude, no, no, no. I was talking about a departure. And departure, yeah. you don't get to go out there, so they well, come you can't to eat. see him or nothing. No, it's You're a closed in the kitchen. Oh, wow. Yeah, and dude, the server John Murphy locked eyes with him, and then that night he lost thirty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. That's how from Mr. Deeds. <laughs> oh, oh my weird god! Cool, right? Deeds reference. That's so a bad Adam Sandler movie. (laughs) Um, I'm all over the place, Bim. So this movie, uh, running time of an hour and forty one minutes. It got a ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is funny. Rotten Tomatoes sounds like if you get a high percentage, it's a shit movie. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, you're super rotten. You got a super rotten tomato. If anything, it should be a one percent. That's money right there. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Got a seven point five on IMDb. Now, before I get into the plot of the movie, I'm going to tell you a couple of really cool things, little uh, things that most people don't know about the film. Um, first off, it's based lightly on it on real life events. So, um, yeah. So Wes Craven, in a bunch of newspaper clippings, that he got four Asian immigrants. And he actually killed a dream master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four Asian immigrants were actually having super bad nightmares constantly and having to stay up days and days and days because they're afraid to go to sleep. And they eventually did die from their nightmares. And the hospital found what? no, they couldn't find anything wrong with them at all when they died. And it was in the newspaper in like the 70s, I believe. I think, that's, I think that was just because uh, they're, they're Asian and no one cared. I don't know, I don't know if I believe you. But well, that's what, that's what Wes Craven claims. that. Jamie, check that out for us. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
Well, that's where Wes Craven claims is where he got the idea from, okay. which is really cool. Freddy Krueger, the exact name, was based off a bully who bullied Wes Craven when he was in elementary school. Oh, uh, that's... Which is fucking cool. kind of sweet. Almost every writer takes some takes asshole from their, from their past yeah, and puts yeah. them in their stories. Like Even J.K. Yeah, JK Rowling, so yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking uh, Professor Umbridge, she's, her entire character design is based off an English teacher she and had. Yeah, her, oh, for, wow. like, one of her craziest English teachers. She's a fucking yeah. cunt. A cunt. Um, so yeah, based off a bully that picked on him all the time. Another uh, really cool thing is um, the colors of Freddy Krueger's sweater. He read a science magazine, and it's the most unsettling colors together. It gives you an unsettling feeling. It's mm. like those colors clash better than any. Yeah, other they're color. not complementary yeah, colors. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, at yeah. all. They clash with each other, and so it makes you feel unsettling. So he gave him that sweater, that dark green with the red. Whatever, man. I'm not unsettled during Christmas at all. <laughs> and that's what he said. It's Christmas. I'm unsettled during Christmas because of Jesus, man. <laughs> Jesus is a dick. It's not even his birthday, and he still stole it. <laughs> He's like, no, this is supposed to be a winter festival. We're celebrating. It's a thing that all cultures have. It's not just a Christian thing, but Christmas, a celebration in the middle of winter. It's celebrating the fact that life is at its hardest now. It's hard to survive, but we're still alive. We're human fucking beings, and we are going to fuck. We're going to eat, and we're going to exchange gifts and celebrate the fact that we made it. Only under the guides of Jesus. Jesus, Adney. Before Jesus. <laughs> um, and I'll give you one last cool little, uh, little thing about the movie. In 1991, September 13th was declared Freddy Krueger Day in oh. L.A. Because most of the filming was done in L.A. A lot of people didn't like this. Because basically you're giving, you're declaring a day of celebration for a character who exists because he slaughters children. and It's a fucking made-up character. I know. But it was a feminist named Tammy Bruce, president of the Los Angeles chapter of National Organization Organization for Women. Is this lady, she was like, it's absurd and embarrassing Uh that a character like this who rapes children and blah, 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 blah. Well, I mean, we praised Bill Cosby for a long time. You know what I mean? I was was just about to say, that's without knowing. What would have been a better pull is... Well, yeah, well, I bet you worship God, don't you? Hey, we worship Christopher Columbus. He was a piece of fucking shit. Piece of shit. You worship God. He killed more people than anybody. He's he's like the leading Hitler. God's a fictional character. He killed more people than the devil. Satan only killed 10 people in the Bible. God killed 2,821,364 people. That's ridiculous. Boom. Don't ask me how I remember that. You're saying Satan's the bad guy? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the scoreboard said something a little different. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost like that's a whitewash. Like, it's, it's almost like a giant douche has forty eight fucking votes and and uh, turd sandwich has three thousand six hundred. <laughs> like, Holy shit! There's a huge difference. Um, so yeah, the film is basically about a horror case. This film starts off. It's a bunch of teenagers. They give you that whole cliche idea of teenagers that you know they're having sex they're your they're your party teenagers a little bit i it have way more with, sex in my 20s than you remember? i ever had sex in my teens you remember i, mean, I had uh, way more sex in my teens than i ever Chris, did in my 20s yeah cabin in the woods just completely just broke oh, this that down is the most perfectly. meta yeah most meta no, the, whole, the whole, the whole thing about how every like horror movie has the same character you have the jock uh, you have the nerd, you have the slut, you have the virgin, and then you have the jester. Those five main huge characters in, like, uh, I think Nightmare Street has all those things and plays with them. And, of course, we get the very first appearance of Johnny Depp. There we go. They, yep. And it actually wasn't supposed to be even played by Johnny Depp. It was supposed to be played by John Travolta. <laughs> 
that was supposed to be the person playing Johnny Depp's character in what? the movie. What? Yep. Thank your lucky star. And Robert England played uh, Freddy Krueger. It wasn't even supposed to be. It was supposed to be the guy from Titanic, the one that is like that built the ship. Um, he. I, he was uh, the one who's all. She's made of iron, sir. I think Jumanji. No, I think Jumanji. He was the dad in Jumanji. The oh. English guy. He has the dark hair. He's the father dad. in Jumanji. <gasps> oh. I can't remember his name. He didn't build the Titanic. No, I, or he, uh. was, he was, no, he, you're right. He didn't build, what, I thought he helped build or something like that in the Titanic movie. He was one of he's the guys that was always it. talking about how awesome it was. He's like, God himself couldn't sink this ship. Yeah, yeah. I thought he maybe. But yeah, he plays, in Jumanji, he plays the dad as well as a dual part as the main uh, antagonist, antagonist yeah. uh, the safari guy. Yep. Van Belt. <laughs> so yeah, he was supposed to actually play Freddy Krueger. Um, so the movie takes place. It starts off. Well, with, that, I'm not gonna lie. That's a happy mistake right there because Robert England, you can't mm, fucking touch. Like, I'm sorry. Even like, no one can replace Freddy. So Krueger. whoever casting called that made the right move. Robert England is iconic. Just like when they made the remake, I'm like, I can't. It's, it's guys from Watchmen. Like how, uh, I was like, this movie. That's fucking what was really cool. Sucks. Is uh like uh. Robert England was able to evolve with the part and make it funnier and funnier every go and make you more and more interested with every go. And then I remember, like, we saw Watchmen. Even though it was, it kind of, it should have, it, it was made too early and I think it would have been better served made a later time. The best part of that movie is Rorschach, clearly. Yeah. And uh, the actor just fucking nails it and he's great in it. And then we find out that same actor is going to play Freddy Krueger in the remake. We were all st- hell stuff. We all went and saw it in theaters, and we're just like, "Wow, this movie fucking blows." Yeah, <laughs> like, um, what's it called when a when a person plays a role and they're stuck in that role? Like, typecast. Typecast. Thank you very like much. Like Bruce Chris. Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like you, after the Evil Dead, that's all Bruce Campbell has ever done. Yeah. Like he does a couple things. Just different. You, you, you have different different uh, genres or different names for your characters, but you're basically. The same personality. Yeah, the same person. You get that with Urkel. Just different volume. Urkel was oh, typecast. Yeah, Urkel, you get yeah. that with fucking Luke Skywalker. Screech. To, uh, fucking Screech. Mark Hamill. Yeah. Mark Hamill Mark was typecasted. Hamill. You get him in Big Red 1. He does a great job, but you can't see him as anything besides... I don't, I don't That's why I agree with you on that one, because Mark Hamill was still able to make something out of himself, even though he was typecast, whereas most of these well, no, other people... That's what's great about Mark Hamill. No, didn't know he was the joke no. animated voice. That's what's great about Mark Hamill is that... Well, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. In, no, 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 yeah. in live action, he could never be... In live action... Fair, in live fair, action, fair. he could never be anything but Luke Skywalker, but he found a home. He did find in voiceover, and he's one of the fucking best. Which Luke Skywalker? I mean, sorry. Which um, which most don't do, which most can't exactly, do. Yeah. Most are fucked. Look at uh, they touched a lot about it on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm when they talked about Seinfeld. Yeah. You have Jason, uh, the guy who played Jason George. Alexander. Jason Alexander played George Costanza, and he's like, I'm fucked. They did an episode about him being typecasted as George Costanza, <laughs> and he says, I'm fucked. I can't play anything. Yeah, you ain't fuck player. You get residuals. That was the biggest TV really show was. ever, <laughs> like, and it's it holds like, up still. That's it's the still, one person that was okay does. with being typecast. Seinfeld <laughs> if you look at hold no, up forever. If you look at Seinfeld just visually, it's the most ninety show <laughs> ever. <laughs> but as soon as you turn the volume on, <laughs> whoo man, does it hold up? Dude, that show is fucking phenomenal. And Jerry Seinfeld as a comedian, I do not like. But that show, the as writing behind it. As a TV actor, comedian type. Oh, cat, dude, I love cool. him. I and he wrote, he, he wrote it. Yeah, he, he wrote it. He co-wrote it with uh, Larry David. With Larry David. Him and Larry David co-created and co-wrote it. And they actually have a meta episode about them pitching a show. <laughs> him and George Costanza, which is Larry David's character. Yeah, show about nothing. A show about nothing. What do we say it's about? We say it's about nothing. They were meta Jump, before. Show about nothing. <laughs> dude. I think you might have something. It was, <laughs> it was so many hats. It was so many hats. And it was still great. Still a great episode. But let me get back. So, so it takes place with a bunch of teenagers in a uh, like a m- fictional Midwestern town called Springwood, Ohio. 
and you start off with this girl running through a boiler room. Isn't Springfield in Hawaii? Sp- Springwood. But Springfield's in there. That yeah. is kind of funny. I mean, um, play it's, on yeah, words. it's a fiction. Yeah. Um, but it's this girl's running through a boiler room, and you get the whole cliche. I think, like, I think this type of movie gave you that whole, like, you know, like aliens with the dripping water and like dripping water in these boiler rooms. You always see these pipes. For some reason, we connect these all these these pipe areas and steam and all this like water running with horror. I don't know what it is, but I we get that with lot fantasy of, as well. But there is that undertone of horror within the fantasy or the so sci-fi or whatever. Weird that that, that's I think, I think, part, of it, like, I think part of it. I think part of it is like this is an uncomfortable place. Yeah. No one is used to being. Well, most people aren't used to having all these weird pipes spilling out and like hot steam and like the wet drippiness, like metal and wet drippiness is just an uncomfortable thing to think about. So it makes the crowd uncomfortable. It makes the audience uncomfortable. And it, you, you start off with that. So you start off in this uncomfortable basis of like, wait, what's going on here? And it's like you get these super dark undertones, this super like red, orange lights shining, and it's in this dark area. So you get everyone sort of shadowed. And you get this girl it's being kind of followed. Foggy. You like get this girl being followed by something that you can't see. And you hear like scratching and like all these uncomfortable. Okay, all that sounds. suspense right there is from Alien, which I am doing as my movie. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That is gonna be my <laughs> movie. But anyways, go ahead. Um, so you get this uncomfortableness already in the beginning, and you're like, wait, what's going on here? And this is right off the fucking bat. And the girl fucking wakes up, and, or she gets attacked, like sliced, and she boom, she wakes up, and she notices that her mom notices that her blouse has been ripped. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Was she just dreaming that in her blast strips? Mind you, we're all going into this like we've never seen it before. We've never seen a horror movie where somebody's in their dreams and something happens and it, it comes out in real life. So this girl throughout the beginning of the movie, she's not really thinking much of it. Um, and then finally she's with her boyfriend in this house. They're at a party. They're having sex. Or I think they get done having sex with their fighting or something like that. I believe they're fighting. And uh, she ends up falling asleep. And then out of nowhere... You get her being attacked, being fucking brutally attacked in her sleep. It looks like she's sleepwalking, but she's getting like dragged and lifted and all this stuff. And the boyfriend's freaking out, doesn't know what's going on. Of course, he gets blamed for her murder. And your main, uh, your main character, your main protagonist is a girl named Nancy. Now, this is Nancy's best friend. Nancy's friends with all these teenagers. It's just a group of teenagers. And Nancy's dad's the sheriff of the town. So then... Nancy's best friend just got murdered and then her boyfriend she's really good friends with as well and he's telling Nancy I promise you this is not, I didn't do this whatever rapey <laughs> you did <laughs> I, I didn't do this I swear and she's trying to protect her friend but what sucks is her dad knows that it's her friend and she leads her dad and the police right to him without realizing right she's to going right to the boyfriend right. who's running away from the cops now because he's being fucking accused of murder of his girlfriend, which he fucking loves. So then, they didn't first have you think, any like cell phones back then. They could just like film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so first, you think that this movie, you think this movie's about the main girl Tina, which is that's her name, uh, the one that wakes up from the dream. But it's actually it actually follows Nancy and her family. Uh, and there's a point later on of why it follows her family mainly. So then Nancy starts having these fucking dreams, and Nancy sees his face, and he says who he is. He says, "I am." Free. Basically says name, I'm Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. But Robert Englund's so playful. He's so fucking... And that's what I think they did very well with the original and not the new one. The new one tried to make it too dark. It tried to make it too eerie. The Freddy Krueger in this is so playful. And yeah, because so you got to remember... Joker-esque. He's yeah, a little that, bit that's what I was going to say. You yeah. realize we haven't done a podcast without bringing up Batman's like, <laughs> references? <laughs> what have you done, Adney? <laughs> 
You're welcome. <laughs> you might as well call this the Batcast. <laughs> there's already bat, there's already Fat Man on Batcast. Um, and here's the but thing: it's is not like, called the Batcast. I think I think Robert England. I, I he might have been the one that made that choice, and I think that was really brilliant because it's like he is a fu- he's you find in his before he became this fucking supernatural force he was a child molester slash killer and that kind of person is creepy they get a weird delight out of what they're doing so it would make sense that he's having fun not killing only- people and not trades it so now he has these powers and he's having fun killing that's a big part of his character and what he is i mean he's not jason jason Voorhees is a a, a mute force of nature who's just gonna watch sweep through and slowly kill everything everywhere Freddy Krueger is a sadistic force of nature. He's going to he fucks with you. He is Joker. He yeah. he tears you and what we find out like at you and prods That's you. why he attacks you in your dreams because that's where he gets his power. He gets the more you fear him, the stronger he yeah, becomes. I was just you, about to use that, and I'm, that's foreshadows the ending that was supposed to be the original ending. I guarantee you, Wes Craven was inspired by the original Batman comics of the Joker. With this with this character, so Maybe. um. So yeah, Robert England playing that role. What Ro- year did Robert this come out, by the 88. way? Uh, 84. Ooh. 84. It's November before, 9th, 1984, right by my birthday. <laughs> that's before all the comics? That's no, before The Dark Knight Returns and before The Killing Joke. Hmm. Um, that's during the time when the 66 uh, Batman series was still that's like, the one I was really still popular. Like, that was canon or yeah, whatever? Yeah, that's the one I was pegging. Um, what's it called? So Robert England does... Yeah, he was probably a character. He was probably a, an actor's choice of making this character yeah. playful because also he has to. He, he was around children before he got killed. We're gonna get to that later, and so he has to be able to know how to talk to people and like talk to kids and like play with them and like like hey, come on. They have to. Be, he has to be trusting, but he uses that to his advantage in the evil way in this character that he plays. So uh, Nancy starts to get attacked, and she knows she's getting attacked as well, and she eventually uh, her friends are dying all around her. She eventually notices that things that are happening in her dreams are coming out and be going into reality. So it gives you this blend of imagination and reality, which a lot of horror movies didn't do then. A lot of movies, a lot of horror movies back then used reality. They scared you, and it's like, this could happen to you. Right. You know, you have to run from the beast. You're not, you know, you're in your, you're in your safe zone. You're, but what happens if you can't run? Exactly. Look at dreams, for instance. Look at how scary fucking dreams are now. Have you ever been in a dream where you can't punch? You yeah, can't those are the worst. You, you, you're, you're just wailing on yeah. them and it's not doing you're any not damage. Strong. You're not strong. <laughs> now imagine that in a dream where somebody can kill you in your right. dream. And you I've had dreams life. where like some guy's trying to attack me and I'm like outboxing him, outclassed. Like, he can't even touch me because I'm just laying these sweet-ass combos on him. But they're not doing a single fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, what is it? And that, I feel like, is even more terrifying. I, yeah, it is. It's <laughs> Because like, like I know I'm doing well, I know I am, but there's no one keeping score, and no one's gonna end the fight. I mean, this guy's coming. Come on, ref. Where's this judge? Dude, uh, ding, ding, ding. Is that the round or what? So imagine that in a dream, to where it's super Matrix-esque um, type of thing, where it's like, if you die, if you die, Freddy Krueger in your dream, you die in real life. <laughs> Fuck you, Wachowski. <laughs> Matrix before the Matrix. All right. So through the movie, she's. Getting little hints that her reality is being affected by her imagination. So in these dreams, it's affecting her reality, and so she eventually figures out that things she can bring things back. She's actually uh, her mom takes her to a dream counselor, and during her dream counseling, she goes with the Freddy. She she ends up grabbing his hat, and when she wakes up from her dream, the hat just appears on her lap, and this tells her right there. You can take things out of your dreams and bring them into reality. Hold the foreshadow. 
So did the counselor see this? Yes. So then how does that immediately be like, okay, that boyfriend might not be guilty. That's not a thing? Like he's immediately guilty still? They kind of do though. (laughs) They kind of do on which part? Because when you find out what made Freddy. Well, yeah, but they don't, but. Before it's a this, fucking this town is, no, hold conspiracy. On, hold, on, hold on, listen. Oh. But that's before that. But that's before oh. that. But they don't do it during this scene, okay? They don't do it th- during this scene. Oh! <laughs> so we're supposed to put it together. Okay, well, you don't know that yet, that it's a town conspiracy. It's a complete... I know, exactly. You're supposed to, like, supposed to be sitting there questioning, and then when you can go back and be like... <gasps> oh, yeah, because you're like, why? That's why... You're like, why is this thing even murdering? Why is this fucking supernatural force trying to fucking kill these kids for no reason. They don't know who this is. There has to be a reason behind it. Just check off's gun, okay? You have this piece. It's taken off the wall. You need the gun to fire to understand. Well, it has to fucking... It has to... It has to become a full circle, man. <laughs> Freddy Krueger is like a circle. Um, Are you Matthew McConaughey in us right now? No, but you, you should hear, you, Hey, him, man. Though. You want to hear my thing about puppies? <laughs> <laughs> Dreams, man, they're like a burnt face, you know? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> you should watch a night. I tell you right now, film. man, you see, the thing is, movies are basically the dreams that society is having at that time. <laughs> hey, man, do you know what Freddy Krueger is? Maybe you're a dream. Maybe I'm a dream. Well, maybe be a I'm lot even better. Maybe we're all just side characters in this race. Maybe, crazy uh, Maybe Stanley Kubrick is dreaming us. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Back to my movie. Um... So there you go. You get the reveal that she could pull things out of her dreams. So she eventually brings this monster, this beast that's coming after her friends. It's killing her friends. Murders are just happening around town. Brings it up to her mom. Her mom's drinking. She tells him who this guy is. She says, basically gets drunk enough to explain to her daughter, this guy was a pedophile. He was molesting kids around town and murdering children. They try to turn him in, but he gets off. He gets... Fucking, he goes. They, he they got bring OJ'd. Not guilty. Yeah, yeah. He gets OJ'd. The glove does not fit. <laughs> that is on the fucking nose. Um, but if the nine fingers do not fit, <laughs> you must acquit. <laughs> uh, so y'all use the Chewbacca defense to get fucking Freddy Krueger off. <laughs> Listen, everybody, Freddy Krueger, Chewbacca. Okay, Chewbacca is from Endor. Wookies are on Endor. <laughs> Why would a nine-foot Wookiee live on indoor with a bunch of two-foot Ewoks? That does not make sense. See, Wookiee, he's a Wookiee, all right? Chewbacca is a Wookiee. He is from Kashyyyk, and yet he lives on indoor. That does not make sense, okay? It does not make sense. Does that not make sense? If that does not make sense, then you must have quit. <laughs> if Chewbacca does not make sense, then I must have quit. So, boom, that's why Freddy Krueger got off, okay? <laughs> so, Freddy Krueger gets off. And then the town decides, fuck it, we gotta do something. We gotta take matters in our own hands. This kid's been, this guy's been fucking molesting and killing children. Fuck it. So they, they basically barricade, I believe, his house or wherever he's at, and they burn it to the fucking ground. And he doesn't come back until later. Now, I'm not gonna ruin the ending if you haven't seen it, which I'm pretty sure you have. Um, but basically, she reali- since she realizes Nancy, she could bring things. You might as well, at- you did a whole review. Well, since Nancy realizes she could bring things... Oh, yeah, no, I'm fucking... I'm going to ruin it for you. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Skip it, bitch! First <laughs> movies that came out in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, there's... A, what's the what's the term I'm looking for? Like the... Everything's funny at 23 years? No, like, there's a certain <laughs> time where spoilers are allowed. Like, like after 20 years, it's spoiler time. Like, it's your own fucking fault for not yeah, watching. Yeah, exactly. Like, if something came out last year, then okay. Two years ago, whatever. But isn't 20 there, years? Is there a time where, like, the movie's so old... 
that there's no way you would have seen it and that you have Maybe. to obey spoilers. Oh, yeah, that's it's like, true. There's a sweet, sweet spot. spot. Like, yeah, so there's, there's a sweet spot. Window. Yeah. There's a window I think, I think, I th- where spoilers shut up. exist. Yeah. I think, I think, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I think when we do 40s and 50s, we got to be careful of uh, spoilers for those two decades. They're not going to watch those movies. I think we have to do full reviews and just spoil them. I don't think they're going to watch uh, those good movies. Good point, good point. In order to get real interest in it. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. So, since she realized that she could bring things out of her dreams, she sets up an idea. She was like, fuck it. I'm going to set up booby traps. Because this guy's taunting her throughout the whole time. And his he gets his powers through fear, okay? So, the more people he kills, he, the, he it's like Shang Tsung. He fucking sucks in their souls and gets their gets uh, his power from them. It's a little more like terror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrorist death. Freddy they, only win. Job. they only win if you're afraid, son. You understand me? Go out there and uh, buy them donuts. <laughs> I don't like to have dreams anymore, Dick Cheney. <laughs> Here's this man that's been chasing me. <laughs> he has a weird face and a bald head. He said he was a cotton Iraq. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yeah, you're in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Cheney was hella caught, too. By the way. He was a prisoner of war. I keep having these dreams about this POW camp. <laughs> Scaring the shit out of me. God damn, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly glad that I uh, ditched the National Guard when I was in service. <laughs> They had no idea where I even was for a, a, a very extended period of time. They had no idea. I went AWOL. <laughs> Every time I wake hey, up, guess what? I got Dick Cheney breathing on me. Didn't even get in trouble for it. <laughs> My dad said I could be here. My dad is there. Damn it. That's the one that I was going to do. Yeah, I said I could be here. <laughs> you guys aren't allowed to do that one. Okay. I'm, I made that hey. one. Hey. Did y'all hear about Jeb trying to get himself elected? <laughs> that poor sucker. <laughs> We already done fucked it up. So. <laughs> Not everybody in the family could be president. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure we could do a whole podcast just imitating Bush, but let's not and go back to your movie. Or each, each of us pick a president. <laughs> that would be a great episode. That would be fucking Next fake episode is going to be each of us pick a president and do our impressions. And like, what would it be like to have them have a conversation? Oh, man. I'm doing Nixon. Dibs on Reagan. LBJ. You can't even do Bush because we already do Bush. Not Bush isn't allowed. No, he can't be. Yeah, because we already. Else. But he can't because we can do gold. But we Bush is like a running George. theme already. Like we're gonna. That's there you go. And we're gold with him. <laughs> How'd you get in here? Well, the combination was the same as it was when I was president. <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> it took me four times to remember. <laughs> That's from an actual bit, which I thought was genius. <laughs> Who's bit? It's fucking uh, the fucking uh, funnier die. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's so good, dude. Anyways. Um, so yeah, so she finds out, like I said, that she could bring things to reality. And so she sets up this plan finally. Fuck it. Since he's getting stronger and he's going to murder her, she's coming. He's, this is his main Like hunt. She's getting it's fucked her. up by this point. This is the girl he can't catch. This is the girl he can't. It, it, you get this whole back and forth with these two characters. It's almost like a love interest in a sort of, it's like, it's like this hate thing, but Freddie loves almost fucking with her. No, he like, wants to hate fuck her so, so much. Bad. He's getting so much joy out of trying to torture and manipulate and kill Nancy because her parents are the main ones. Her dad's the sheriff, but they're the main ones who kind of plotted against this guy to kill him. And they give you this sort of like, plus is she's he a innocent? virgin. It, yeah, is is he innocent? Is he not innocent? Did he come back because he was wrongfully accused? But eventually you do find out that, no, he is not innocent. He was doing these fucking murderings, which is so funny that a supernatural beast would come back when he's, you know, you usually get these movies yeah, like, uh, wrongfully uh, accused right. come back. So, but, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, like the it mummy. Just he, he just cursed he was... them. He cursed them when he died he... and his curse worked. <laughs> 
It's very weird. I, bear, I guarantee God gave him that ability to come back. <laughs> God's like, you know, a man, Catholic Church did it. You dude. can do it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mike I'm sorry. Dro- that was Mike, a heater. Mike drop. Just <laughs> the goosh. End of segment. Um. She's <laughs> Um. So yeah, she's. So Nancy decides, fuck it. I'm gonna set up all these fucking. Booby traps, like in the Goonies. I was gonna do the Goonies. <laughs> I, I was gonna do the Goonies too. That's uh, funny. The Spielberg movie, yeah. which is great. Goonies is uh, a great. So movie. she sets up all these traps and she's like, "Fuck it," sets her alarm and she, as soon as her alarm goes off, she grabs Freddy and she brings him back into her house. She wakes up, he's not there, but then he is there. Like he comes out of the fucking side room or some shit like that. <sighs> and uh, throughout the house, she's trying to get him with all these fucking booby traps. She ends up setting him on fire. You think the guy is fucking dead, but uh, he like. Police come in and he's like on fire and he like hugs her mom and murders her mom. Um, yeah, he's obviously immune to now fire. The, now the end of the movie, dude, he's part of the dragon. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Batman and Game of Thrones George every Obama. episode. <laughs> um, but you try and stop me. Now, now, now the the movie was supposed to end in a certain way. Now you do you realize throughout the movie that he gets his powers from fear, from terror. And, Terror. Uh, <laughs> so she realizes this at the end of the movie, and how it was supposed to end was her turning her back on Freddy and exiting the house. Because you do get that exit at the end of the house at the end of the movie. You get this exit of her going out into the sunshine and seeing her family, seeing the people still alive that he killed, and that's the end. But what happens is there's a fucking cor- or there's a car that pulls up with its top down, gets all the friends in there and everything, and I believe her mother's standing, like, waving to her. Her and her friend's getting in the car. And the car takes off, and the top comes up, and all the doors are locked, and the color of the top is red and green. So it's like, oh, shit, it's the same. It looks like the sweater. So you're like, oh, fuck, he's back. Freddy's back. Wasn't supposed to end like that. This was not even supposed to be a franchise. Wes Craven's original ending, because like, a guy named Bob something, I can't remember, he was like the pr- producer, I believe, or um, he just he worked for, t- uh, uh, what's it called, Time, War- or is Time it Warner? Time Warner. No, 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 is it Time Warner? It's Time Warner. It's Time Warner Cable now. No, no, I think it was, maybe it wasn't Time Warner, maybe it was a different company. Are you talking company. about the production studio that yeah, yeah. did the Yeah, I can't remember the production that studio the that, movie? Did, that did the movie. Oh, New Line Cinema, sorry. So Way like, off! My bad, I don't know, Addy. Wow, dude, it's budget was only 1.8. That's exactly million. what I was going to get to as oh. well. New, hey, New Line made Blade and Mortal Kombat. Uh-huh. So, New Line Cinema Damn. did it. Now, the guy, that, the guy that was like either running it or producer at the time said, I wanted to end it different. He wanted to end it ambiguous. He did what? What did he say? I want to end it different. <laughs> I want to end it different. <laughs> I want to end it a little bit different. <laughs> Do whatever you say. Just keep quit spitting food on me, dude. <laughs> burn it out. I want Freddy to burn it all down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he wanted to end it. Rush Craven wanted to end it very ambiguous. He wanted to end it by Nancy turning her back on Freddy and then walking out of the house. And Freddy lost his power because the one person he was feeding on to fear him doesn't fear him any longer. So he's a, he's a fucking mirage. He's a ghost. He's gone. And that was the idea. Fresh, Wes Craven wanted to end it like... Well, like I ambiguous. feel like they still could have ended it like that and still done the, the stupid guy wanted to do it. No, the guy wanted a sequel. You still could have ended it Producers fuck shit up sometimes. Yeah. All the time. What's funny is so Monsters, Inc. stole the same idea with oh, their shit. bad guy. Randall, the lizard guy. Oh, okay. When, uh, Boo, oh. when uh, Boo no longer feared him. He's like, you're out of a job. Pal. Right, damn. They shove him in the door, and then he's like, gets with the fucking, hey, you want some snow cones? <laughs> I love that guy, dude. But yeah, eh, so, don't worry. So it's lemon. And <laughs> it's supposed to end the same way of killing joke. You're supposed to question, like, wait, wait, hold on. 
Did he die? Is she fine? Like, is she dreaming? Like, what's going on here? And that was going to be the end of his idea. And Wes Craven even said, like, no, everything was my idea. Because he wrote it and directed it. Everything was my idea up until that, up until the ending. And he said, this is how I wanted to end it. And I didn't want it to be a franchise. And it became a fucking franchise. Did he, even, did he do the next ones or I'm, no? I'm, I'm not sure if he did. I, he might have done the sequel, might have done the third. Oh, I know he did West Craven's New Nightmare. He did a bunch more. Well, he did a lot of stuff after that. I was just wondering if he continued he to do the more, franchise. I know he did a bunch more, but I wonder if he still... Because if I was, was that director, I would have been pissed. Because that's your baby. You don't want... You want it to end. This is how I want it to end. When then the studio forces you to make it end a different way. And they make a second one. Like, we're going to have you on. I'm like deuces. Yeah, we'll shout start. out to Christopher Nolan, The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and shout out to... Well, I'm not Can you explain out, why? Because he was... He basically said, I don't want to do a number three. And the re- they forced him to do it. And he says... Talking about Nolan? Yeah, didn't they want him to do a number three? He didn't want to do it? Is that what Chris was asking? No yeah, yeah, he was asking. They were asking about Wes Craven. No, I was asking about Wes Craven. Oh my bad. Well, so, no, Wes Craven. Uh, he didn't. He wanted to end it right there. He didn't want it to be a franchise. I believe he did the other ones just because he said fuck it. But I was so. Gonna did say, he? Do you, did you know if he wrote the other ones too, or, uh, or did I, he just I, direct I them at that up. point? I would have to look it up. But I was. I want to say give a shout out to Clive Barker because he did Hellraiser, Hellbound Heart, based off his book. And he even says when I make my movies, I make them different than my books, so you get two different experiences. Because most people are like, fuck, it's nothing like the book. But he's like, well, I want I want it to be like that. I want to give you something different. But that movie became a franchise, the Hellraiser franchise. And Dude. Wes Craven said, I mean, uh, Clive Barker said, fuck you. I'm not directing those other ones. I don't want nothing to do with those. I made really? My, I made my baby. I made my baby, and that's it. You can have the franchise. You pay me whatever. Pay the me second royalties. one is not directed or written by Wes Craven. Oh, but there is Wes Craven's new nightmare. I wonder if that one's written by him. That one's a very dark Freddy Krueger. That is super dark tones. Like, and then the third one is like yeah. What's crazy? New Nightmare has line. Nancy. Now she has a kid, <laughs> and the kid is having the nightmares. And in this world, there's a movie franchise about Freddy Krueger about this thing that supposedly happened. And Wes Craven has a part in the movie inside the screen. Dude, what the fuck? Just like he does. He gets killed by his own creation, Yeah, and of course, they do, and that was like... directing it. That was like the inception, yeah. That was the (laughs) inception. That was basically like the start of what he would end up doing with Scream. That's crazy. I just realized that. Because in the Scream, after that thing that happens in Scream 2, there's a series called Stab. Stab 1, 3, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, we see Jada Pickett-Smith get stabbed to death watching Stab. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's crazy because Wes Craven does have the claws in it. He is making a Freddy Krueger movie in that movie, and he gets killed by the claws. The claws come alive out of nowhere. It's almost like the hand from the fucking Adam. Every family. other Night on the Elm Street got rated like a five, and that one got seven point five. Seven point five, yeah, fucking crazy. Um, so yeah, the movie made um a whopping franchise wise uh six hundred thirty nine million. Not but that's too for all great. of them. That's well, six hundred five of them, dude. There's five of them. Million. The first one was made 1.8 million and it made 25 million box office. Probably more now, obviously. Well, I wonder what it is domestic. Inflation, all that. It sucks that it didn't get to end that way, uh, the way that he wanted it to, his baby. Well, it kind of butchered the whole entire franchise because the next two, three, and four are not that good, dude. Yeah, this was during a time when we didn't know how to make sequels yet. Yeah. Filmmakers didn't know how to properly continue the story. Except the Godfather. That's true. It's the only um, one we'll give. We'll give. That's because he had a great writer. Yeah. Yeah. Great that's true. Who cared Mario, about the director? Who cared about cast? Like you literally have gold right there. How could you yeah. not make more? Like that was Francis Ford Coppola before he fell off the fucking. Yeah. Deep that was end. prime. Fell off the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, that too. But yeah, so that's my movie, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm sure you've all seen it. Love I, the wa- pick. I, I, used, I wanted to pick a movie yeah, I like that it too. that. 
you know, most have not seen to kind of like, hey, you should watch this because that's what the idea we're going with with right. this series. But when something, when something changes the game forever, when something's like totally off the fucking that's how, rails. The most how, important thing is that it has to be something that you really want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something that's okay. passionate completely about. off the rails of your normal. Uh, horror character, you always get these people based off serial killers constantly. You always get these movies, you get fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you get these things that are curses or shit like that. But with this thing, something that attacks you at your most vulnerable state, that was never done So before. much more interesting and creative than the typical every... Oh my god, it's the most annoying... That's why, the reason why I hate all scary movies is because it usually starts off with a skeptic, somebody so like us, who's funny. skeptical of the bullshit that you think you went through, like, that you think you saw, like, oh, you saw a thing, and you automatically... No, the reason why you th that you think it's ghosts is because that's the first conclusion you jump to without thinking of anything else beforehand. You're just... You want it to be aliens, or you want it to be ghosts, you want it to be this. It's a healthy skeptic is a star of the movie, and then by the end of the movie, you realize, oh, wait, they were wrong because supernatural stuff exists. Mm -hmm. And if that's anything, how almost every horror movie, and I fucking hate it. It's that's so why stupid. Cameron in the Woods is Because that's, so no, that's why Scooby Doo is the shit. That's, right? that's, that's never how it happens. It that's perfect. never how because every mystery throughout history <laughs> has turned out to be not. Magic, Wait, like reality. Uh, Tell me on one afternoon on Wikipedia might enlighten you, frighten you. <laughs> there might not be a supernatural, so blow your hippie noodle that you'd rather just stand in the fog of your inability to Google. How many stories do you think we would be able? Tim to mentioned, make look them up. Of that, Storm uh, <laughs> series that you're listening to right now. Um, How many what? Sword and what Sword and Scale is the podcast that I'm listening. That's so that, be a, that, that, that's that, a fucking are, fantasy title. But those are real you. life stories, aren't they? Wait, hold those on. are all real stories. Yep. So you could make movies off of almost all those. Yeah. Well, they're and they'd probably probably be better than most of the movies that are made today. Well, yeah, they, and those are based on a real story. And it's based on There's a real story. I don't know if you knew this, they're making a sequel to The Blair Witch Project. I don't know if you guys I, knew why? that. Why? actually looks The only reason... Okay, wait, wait, bad. hold on, hold on. The only reason the first one was good was because that was the first time you had that found handy footage. Yeah, found footage. That yep. found footage. But we'll save this for Comic-Con talk. Okay. That was our movies. We, we suggest you watch them all. We have The, we have, uh, the Labyrinth. Bowie's dick. Labyrinth. Bowie's hog. We have fucking who's framing DVD. Labyrinth colon. DVD. Labyrinth. David Bowie's hog. I love DVD. Just watch. Just watch David Bowie's hog. It's all we ask. And then you have who framed Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit is a masterclass in movie making. And you have Nightmare on Elm Street. Please go watch them if you haven't. So now you got homework to do. But you gotta gotta fucking up. <laughs> so that was an actual audio recording of the last time I had sex. <laughs> uh, that girl was probably super turned on. She's like, <gasps> You're Batman, Bruce Wayne? Yeah, because I immediately only get laid by money. Batman fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Oh, so what are we doing? We're doing a dating corner? We got the dating corner coming up, but. This isn't your normal dating corner, because usually our normal dating corner is uh, Chris just talking how uh, his dating life is going. This dating corner is a little different. Why don't you explain? So, last night, um, I'm, we actually went out last night to go to a comedy fucking documentary show, which yeah, was uh, really cool. Yeah, which was really it was, it was interesting about it. It wasn't, it wasn't like a live comedy show. It wasn't a movie theater. Uh, a casino was sh having an airing of a documentary that was made that's titled Can We Take a Joke? Just, uh, it's, uh, narrated by Christina... Pajinski. I can't pronounce her last name. I can only Pajinski. pronounce it because I listen to it every whoa, 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 single day. Hold on, day. hold on, wait. 
Adney can't pronounce it. Chris can pronounce it. <laughs> but weird, right? Christina Pajinski. Pajinski? Pajinski. Yeah, Pajinski. Pajinski. That's super Jewy. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Polish. It's Jewy. Po- Polish Jew, yeah. Pol- 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 Pajinski. Pajinski. I just did it better than you. And you totally redeem yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Just when I think you couldn't pronounce it any dumb. Anyways, uh, Chris, anyways, Christina is a very talented comedian herself. She's a very good comic, and she actually uh, co-hosts a podcast. It's called uh, Your Mom's House. It's a fucking great show. It's a great podcast. podcast. And uh, her co-host. It's just funny. It's just dick jokes. Yeah, and, shit and uh, jokes. It's, it's all silly because her co-host. Her co-host is times better than ours. The thing is. Her co-host is her husband. They're like this great chemistry between them. It's fucking dynamite the chemistry between the two of them. And uh, her husband's also a comedian. His name is Tom Segura, and he is absolutely brilliant as well. Uh, so yeah, but uh, she narrates the documentary. The documentary is just about comedy and the culture we live in now. That's all about so quick to be offended. And how come every joke has to be attacked? How come every joke has to go through these filters of is it okay for this, this, or that? And Every every comedian's under attack for saying the slightest fucking thing, and I think the real reason that this documentary came out right now is because most of this uh, like viewers like us, we don't remember people like Lenny Bruce, so we don't understand. Well, I know, I know what. We know who most he was, people, but not we, hardcore yeah, comedy exactly. stand-up we, we are fans. literally so deep in comedy, it's retarded. So there's not a lot of people that understand yeah. that comedians are now getting in trouble for just saying fucking things. Well. It's a reoccurring theme because what happened back in what when was the fifties I believe fifties I believe uh, yeah but right before George Carlin because he was he was George Carlin George Carlin it was, was right before he was his George biggest Carl. idol and yeah. there's a cool story so I mean it's all black and white all the footage yeah so Lenny, every single Lenny thing Bruce on Lenny was Bruce like was basically he was the first so there was a lot of other there was comedy prior of like those stupid little jokes. Oh, uh, it was like a lot. It was a lot of Henny Youngman, the, yeah. uh, the king of like the one-liners. A, yeah, because everyone, welcome to be here. I'm really glad to be here. Please take my wife. <laughs> right. I take my wife everywhere, but she finds her way home. <laughs> like that kind of just Super one line, just like silliness. But actual stand-up was created. Deconstruction by, of yeah, society yeah. was created by Lenny Bruce, and you get a George Colin his first time. Meeting Wait, hold Lenny. on. I wasn't done oh, making my sorry. point. Um, the the point was that uh, I think. Uh, we are forgetting the, what happened to Lenny Bruce. We're forgetting that this guy was thrown in jail, not once, not twice, not three times, four, five fucking times over one word, which was cocksucker. That was, one, that, was, that was a couple times he got arrested. Now, another time was because he used another word, or maybe they didn't like his act. But he was getting arrested. He went to pri- He got sentenced four months in prison because of obscenity. Because he was being obscene. And the show. worst word could, that he used was cocksucker. Like, yeah, he wasn't talking Because in their reasoning, like, the government, the U.S. government's reasoning for putting him in prison was, oh, well, you're using a word that really uh, talks about a homosexual act, and that's illegal, and you can't talk about that. And consistently, when he would go to like the comedy cellar or whatever comedy, a small underground comedy club, wherever he would go around the country, he would have cops. Cops would show up, be ready to arrest him. And Penn Jillette, a fucking hero of Stevie's, a big hero of Stevie's, someone that we all respect, yeah. is talking about like, I don't care what you do. That's a horrible. Okay, that's a horrible thing. I'm really ashamed of my government. I'm ashamed that our government did that to just a, a comedian trying to make people laugh to have these cops there and to have them arrest them. But. That is the most badass fucking thing <laughs> I have ever heard. Beat that! No one will ever no beat, that. beat that. No comedian will ever have cops ready to arrest them. Yo. Um, he, it's but, actually hold on. Sorry. My point was that I think this documentary was made because people don't 
remember this and they don't know that there were comedians getting arrested. And we're getting to the point now where it's so PC where everybody's it's gonna get that way. so controlled that I feel that people are gonna start being policed for just being at comedy clubs. And one of the yeah, one of the great things that they bring up is how back in the day it was the government and the officials that were ready to attack you for saying something obscene, and it was the audience that didn't give a fuck what you said ever. They never complained. And now it's completely changed yeah, where the government has to establish laws to where they can't do anything. They're restricted. They can't attack you. Speech laws. Yeah, First they can't amendment. attack you for yeah. for making a joke. And yet now it's the people. It's the people who are attacking everyone who are trying to put this false censorship on comedy. Restrictions, yeah, restrictions on comedy. And what's what's great is with our first episode uploaded, which was our second episode, we third. shared the. Or it's our, my bad. Oh, you're right because we didn't up the. We which, didn't is our, which is our third episode. Episode two is a lost episode. Don't ever worry about it. We had again. an issue. We're gonna bring it's this never in case, coming out. In case um you guys are not privy to those first couple episodes because we tell people they're not the best um we had an issue with a friend of ours whose baby is uh retarded which is a word she's a little taken down. no she's down it's syndrome. not as an insult it's like a, that's a medical term but no that's a it's medical, a medical term. term in the fucking world health organization dictionary like that is a medical term now we use that word and we used a word we used nigger we said that that word has so much fucking poison behind it because of what it represents hundreds of years even now it's used somebody we know we considered a friend recently said fuck all niggers you guys remember that no. oh you remember paying a fucking attention well i paid very clear attention to when he said that and uh yeah i was there tell you about it later i didn't even know that but no fuck that. i don't want to give i don't I'm not gonna right, right, say right, right, who right, it is right, well now we we will use words any word we want because that's just who we are. We don't put stigma on words. But yes, there is fucking poison behind it. There's hatred behind it. But that we was use, the point he's making. Yeah, that, now, exactly, we'll drop nigger point. or whatever, but it'll be joking. It's like, it's, okay. it's like Louis C.K. says. Don't right. make me. Don't say n word. Like say the. Don't make me. Now you're making me say it. We're not saying this out of hatred. We're not saying it because we're ignorant. We're we're giving you an example of how words have poison behind them. Now, what this represents a word a word like that has poison that was earned over hundreds of years. It would only exist for this one fucking thing. That's the only reason it exists. That's it. And yet you have retarded, which was just it's just a medical term. That's what it's been used for for decades is oh, uh mentally retarded. Oh yeah. that's what this is the physical retarded. This is what the developmentally retarded, this is what this means. Negger's not and in then, the medical dictionary. And people started using <laughs> no, it as shorthand, and then a couple word. people started using it as a joking term and like oh, then like so it's like yeah, but like okay <laughs> you can't compare the two. I'll agree not with you. at all. So it basically it translates to basically slow. That's basically the idea if you want to want simply one word it um so this person she came after us and basically told us i don't want you to say that word because of this and we made a statement on the third episode on the first one we uploaded that no we're not going to be censored who the fuck are you to draw the line we could say whatever we want that's the that's this. the beautiful thing about having a podcast is that we have the freedom because we're not we don't have producers we don't have anybody telling us what to do we're putting out this material because we choose to put out this material we keep the material in there that we think is fair to say and we state that in our first uploaded episode and it gives it's the basis it's the fucking foreground it's the foundation for our entire fucking show and that's what it was talking about last night on and that it's absolutely right. and i wanted to make something fucking very fucking clear in that there's a difference between saying a thing just to say it and then claiming 
oh, I was just saying, blah, blah, and then making a joke about it. Like, uh, after we watched uh, God Bless America, and that movie has that running fucking theme of, look, these are shock jockeys. They're saying a thing. They're just, they're making a statement, just a fucking plain statement that's super fucking stupid or ignorant or dumb or just fucking like, blah, blah. And the other guy goes, oh, well, you went too far. And he goes, hey, man, oh, I'm just right. saying what yeah. you won't say. Yeah. It's like, no, you're doing shock you for shock. Like my politics. And, <laughs> when I, when I, and I, brought, I brought that up and I, I glanced over at fucking Stevie and he's all, why do you look at me when I say that? <laughs> it's like, no, that's not the point. That's not the, that's the, like, I want to make my joke. I want to make it clear. <laughs> I'll make it clear for the audience. <laughs> Difference between when Stevie says something, it's clearly in a joke form. He wrote it. It's not like, oh, f- just fuck all these people. It's, oh, I'm going to make fun of these people and put it in a joke form where the punchline is, oh, guess what? Those people. Mm. That's different. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Making a joke because it's – when you make a joke like that, when Stevie makes all his fucking posts online that he gets in trouble for, it's – you're saying this with the thought that – Anyone who reads it or listens to it doesn't actually think that, and they're laughing at it. Like, oh, that's a silly thing. I know that stereotype, or I know this, or I know that. Oh, that's funny. Then we can all laugh at it together. And like Louis C.K. says, you opened up the discussion. Which is, I love And that. that's what I they were, and, that. and that was amazing. And quote. I fucking hate how somebody like fucking, um, like there's some people like who have like their own little fucking radio shows, like fucking, uh, Rob Arnie and Don, that's a good one. No, no, I'm Alex about, fucking, uh, what's in the Adam Alex Man? Jones? Alex Jones. I'm talking, about, yo, yo, I'm talking about more like somebody like Rush Limbaugh. Oh, okay. Who yeah, labels yeah. himself a comedian Call. but has never told a joke. He Wait, doesn't. Nicole Arbor, right oh. fucking Tom, there, now, dude. He, he, like, uh, he, Rush Limbaugh, for example, he has his political and his social views. He's like, yeah, you're allowed to have those, man. You're allowed to think whatever the fuck you want to think. And then he'll say all these fucking horrible things. He'll talk about oh, the, he'll he'll talk shit about every. You're about to do the fat guy voice. Yeah, he'll, he'll talk about every, he'll talk about every single group except his own. Yeah, that's the problem. Fucking liberals. Fucking liberals. Because comics talk about their own. They talk about yeah, every exactly. group. That's the point of being. That's what makes it clear is that I'm gonna make fun of every group. But somebody like Rush Limbaugh, they only make fun of the groups they don't attach themselves to that are not part of and they say they just say they rant about what's wrong with them that's not a joke you're not telling that's not in joke form so you can't re- but he's claiming himself as a comedian so he's allowed to say what he wants to say and it's really fucking stupid yeah it's but like, he's not that's you're not a comic dude you're not making yeah. jokes I remember like I remember like Bill Maher who is a kind of a douche but he made a great point. Okay, but Bill like, a comic. I love Bill. Bill he is. A he's a, he's he a said that exactly. Yeah. He's actually a successful. He tours and he goes and do. Sh- he does well, shows. He was a political. He, and he said he's a political comedian. Remember him Satire. bitching? He was all. Satire. He's all. How about you do this? He was like, like you want to call yourself a fucking comedian? Go out on the road. Fill up a fucking room. He's all. I don't. I fucking hate what Clint Eastwood did with that stupid fucking chair thing. It was not good. But at least he made the room laugh. Yeah. At least he was telling actual a little bit of a joke. I mean, that's what you gotta be. You can't call it yourself a comic. Balls, if you're man. not gonna get on stage and like actually do something, if you're not actually gonna tell jokes, the simplest thing about being a comic is telling a joke. And that's the that you won't do that simple thing. You're just making a rant. You can't claim yourself as a comedian. And a, a lot of this documentary was just about that. About and it was something like, yeah, fuck yeah. And that kind of oh, thing. Oh, it was so and good. Which, I loved the And it also brought up podcasts. It brought up a good a fan of mine, like that. And he said, a huge hero of mine is Penn Jillette. And Penn Jillette is, is all about fucking freedom of speech. I mean, he is 
freedom of speech lawyers come onto the podcast all the time. He is, uh, he calls himself a freedom of speech nut. He always says, I'm a, I'm a nut when it comes to freedom of speech because he's it's the idea of, I don't agree with what you have to say. Well, I will defend to the death your right to say it. And that's how it should be. It's Even like, yeah, if you offend me, I don't give a, I'm going to defend your right to say it. Exactly. Even if I don't agree with what you have to say, I'm going to still be like, no, you, you, have, you have the ability to say it. That's fine. You can say that. You're a dick. You're dumb. You're, you're fine douchebag. with saying that. Yeah, it's yeah. when you try to control others. That's what makes South Park so powerful. Like, the reason it's been on the air for so long, the reason it stands the test of time and will always stand the test of time, it's because it touches on everything. It gives you these solid fucking points behind comedy. Like, it takes something that's serious and makes such a fucking great joke out of it and makes you look at it in a different perspective. And that's why even Pendulette said, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are the greatest writers of our generation. I'll give you that, but wait, hold on. Yeah. Right now we're going on a comedy conversation. Let's well, go back still, to well, the dating. Is, no, no, com- this is still part part of the dating corner. We should like we, no, we go back to this later. We're gonna have a whole comedy yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're gonna end up going. Chris is right. Chris is right. We're gonna. So let's go back to the dating corner. And, Anyways, um, so we watched this movie. That's why we were out. That's why the three of us went out. We normally wouldn't have gone out. Me and Chris. Anyways, Stevie yeah. had to fight off. I bailed as but soon as the movie. Chris and I. After the after, <laughs> after the show. Uh, <laughs> After the show, Chris had to be somewhere pretty fucking important. Oh. I had to uh, bail. Ooh. Christmas. You know, I had to go get it in. You know? Once again, in. actual audio tape. I was about to, like, I was like, I was just dressed in just the fucking normal, just t-shirt and jeans. I was, yeah, I, I didn't was gonna, think you were going to actually go we're gonna, I was going to go home. Shirt, yeah, shirt, yeah, my Jim shirt Jeffrey was shirt? a Jim Jeffries inspired <laughs> joke shirt. And I was like, all right, okay, I'm gonna, I was like, I'm going to go home. And Stevie's all fucking suited up. Yeah, suited up. He was 30 minutes fucking late to that. Fu- no, 40, something. 40 and he was like, I was like, oh, dude, me and all the dudes and we and all the guys from work, we're all going to go out. All the girls and guys, we have, we have. And he's all, and I was like, and I was like, oh fucking, oh, they're all going out. He's like, dude, just come with us first for a little bit. That's all. Ah, come for So, um, my friend Jessica from work, uh, she left her fiance at home. I don't know why, fucking bitch. Uh, little <laughs> bitch. That's not cool, dude. But um, Jesse, a guy that I work with, uh, Jessica, um, her roommate and a friend, they all they all show up, meet Adney, and Adney and I are having a drink at the bar, and. <laughs> Um, the two girls show up and for some reason we start talking we all like Adney and I are joking around having a good time and we're, yeah like yeah here's the thing is nobody like we were like telling a bunch of jokes and they never thought that oh my god you guys are stupid or oh my god you guys are offensive they were laughing at everything they were telling jokes we were laughing at their jokes we're all having a great fucking time for a very brief moment I thought to myself Chris Smith I thought you know what maybe I should start going back into the dating world maybe a little bit. Maybe I should actually start getting back into the dating scene or whatever you want to call it. I've been waiting for so... Like, but like, the thing is... No, I'm, like, I'm not done yet. Shut up, both of you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe I should really go and put in an effort to actually meet women now again. Like, I'll start... Because like, the whole reason why I didn't do it was because I just didn't feel... Every time I thought about it and all the effort that's connected to dating, I was like, eh, I'm not feeling motivated to do that. I'll just... Nah, not interested right now. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm maybe a little interested in actually putting an effort. Because you were having a good and time. And dating. Yeah, and I was like, maybe, I, maybe, I sh- maybe I'll go start dating now. I feel motivated to start dating. And then... Uh, That's what I was going to explain. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, so, 
which was good because adding out like when we all go out together, we right. all have a good time. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not that we're going out to look for chicks. We're going out to have a good time with one with, another. With each other. And that's the only reason that that say one of us say if I was single. That was whatever, the only reason I banged that fat chick because we had a great time. Yeah. Fat chick came over. I was like, oh, I'm having such a good time right now. I've <laughs> stated this on the podcast. The only time I've, I I can't get laid at the at a bar, but the only time I can pull women like randomly is have vibing with my friends and then telling jokes, doing what we do here yeah. at a bar. And yet people come along and they introduce themselves. They're sitting there listening to us basically do the podcast while we're out. That's the only time I've ever talked to women while I'm out. Other than that, I don't really talk to them. So these girls show up. We're having a good time. Addie and I are laughing together, having a blast. One of her friends show up. Well, you're not says, with like the whole group. It's just you two now. No, it's us two making jokes towards the group. Oh, okay, okay. We're doing we're doing bits. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a stage. Right? My podcast. You should have been there. This girl shows up with her neck, like uh, the little choker on her. And I and I looked at her and I pulled up a fucking. She was a teacher. We're making jokes with her, and I pull up a, a meme that said, "Any girl that wears this choker, she'll suck your dick and won't stop until you fucking nut or something." <laughs> it's something like that. So I start laughing. I and start then, to like, add me. And then like yeah, we like he basically went around the entire circle, everyone laughing, and then she's like, "Why are everyone laughing? Are you laughing at me?" And then like finally showed it to her. She's like, "Oh my god, that's bullshit." I was like, "Yeah, dude." She gives seventeens tops. <laughs> Get the fuck out. This boom, add me. Set the. Group. Oh, look at this girl, dude. She does not give around twenties, dude. Let <laughs> alone a twenty. And then she was set it off, right? Boom. Addie What's set a seventeen? Annie fucking was doing God's work and knew what he was doing. Seventeen tops. Wait for it. Wait for it. Adney set the layup, and she straight slam dunked it by asking, "What's a seventeen? No, that's not. No, Boom. that means that she that, that that would imply that she was in on it. No, I no, set yeah. the trap. Yeah, you set the yeah. My agreed, bad. agreed. That's a better. I put that trip wire down, and she fucking crossed it by asking, "What do you mean a 17? Out of out of what? Abby set up a bunch of fucking. Abby set up a bunch of fucking goddamn Reese's pieces with a box and a string. So then you and wait, that bitch on. crawled right into the box. So then you boom, piece of candy. So boom, <laughs> piece of candy, and then boom, and he pulled the string. Bitch is trapped. And he goes, let me explain what a 17 is. No, wait, just to her or to the whole group? Are, are, the you, whole, are you talking to the whole group? The whole group, group right is paying attention. The whole group is like, wants to know okay. what the fuck I'm talking okay, about. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Right it's on. like, time to explain. <laughs> let me take you to school. Oh, so you're literally on your own little all imaginary right, stage yeah, it's right like, now. All right, <laughs> all right, teach. Time for you to go to school. <laughs> so then she asks, what? What does that mean? And then, go ahead, Adney, explain what you had said to her. Let's re-explain this beast stiff, huh? So people know, new these, listeners. Yeah, know. these girls knew. These they, they knew about the podcast. Okay. And we mentioned, oh yeah, this is a, a podcast. We explained this on the podcast. It's a it's a thing that we created because uh, necessity is the mother of invention. And when you're getting really <laughs> bad blowjobs, you want to change it. It's true. You do an effort. And part of the effort was us coming up with the beast stiff scale. Now, if you're a new listener, you might not be familiar with the beast stiff scale. It's an acronym. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, the B just stands for blowjob. It's just there for fun. It's Ignore. just there for fun. But the other five letters are very crucial because listen to me, ladies and gents. No matter what your so- sexual orientation, you need to know. Every blowjob that's ever happened has had five very important, very crucial categories attached to that blowjob. Every blowjob is built off these pillars that hold it up. It's up to you how tall these pillars are going to be and how high your blowjob is going to be considered. Whether you're receiving or giving. And just so you know, what's the average score? The a- okay, now okay, so every category is based on one point to five points. 
So the total highest score you can possibly ever get is a 25. The lowest, a 5. Okay, how rare the are 25s? Score. How rare are 25s? I think this needs to be established. So I, then the, so then the men too. I so then the men this, know I'm, that they can't just be giving out 25s. The oh, yeah. men listening Guys, to yeah, this guy, like that's, that's the thing is like uh, when we told them this, they were all like, Oh, 17, that's hor- 17 out of 25, that's horrible, because they didn't understand the scale. And how to explain, like, no, no, you don't understand. Um, a, a, a 11, 11 points is average. That means you're an average at, if you get scored 11 points, that means you're average at blowing dicks. Um, anything below that, you start to get bad, and then, you know, you don't want to get single digit. That's just horrible. And single- just to give you an example, Adney has stated before, He's gotten three 24s, so there you go. Never got, got a 25. Got I've gotten 25. one 25, and, and I've gotten a couple 23s. And I've gotten two 25ers, and that's because I specifically state that I'm I'm more into oral and that even the girls that I'm with, I'm like, I like blowjobs more than I like pussy. I like getting my dick sucked. Can I interject right now? Yeah, go what? for it. So I was getting my blowjob last night, and the scale was going through my head, she was nailing every part. She was doing improv. She brought out um some um like a uh, hot lube or whatever, and she like it was, it was like hot flavored lube. No, and, that is awesome. It was awesome. So I was like, dude, improv. She was playing with my balls, but I couldn't come. And it, it, she was the technique was phenomenal. Everything was five, 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 five. But I couldn't. That cock's finish. broken. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, I, I, like she did it for like solid like twenty minutes. Did too. you did and, you have sex? Was all about. Shut it. up. Did you have sex before that? No, nothing sexual before that. No, I had jacked uh-huh. off though. I came out. That might have been it. That's yeah. See, so it's my fault. Like, I, I, listen, I let me let me say. It's fucked up though. Chris, like, let me, so listen. Let me tell you something. I was seeing a girl for a while, and because uh, I because I like to have because you guys know I have to have sex like. Back Eight to times back, in one night. Back to back to in back. Hour. <laughs> it's like I'm only, I'm only gonna see you like once this week. I want to make it count. So there's one girl who's like I had sex with her. Then we were catching our breath. We're like, huh? And then I was like, still fucking rock hard. I'm like, fuck this, and start making out with her and start like trying to get the build up going again. And she's like, wait, 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 no, come on, you okay? Can we wait a minute? And I was like, wait, why? She's like, okay, like first off, I need to catch my breath. Second off, um. When we go again, right after we just went, you last forever and it takes forever to get you off. So give it like a few, a little bit longer and then we can have sex. That way I'm not like killing myself to make you come. Right. That kind yeah. of thing. So that's so what that's I learned thing. last night is last night I learned, okay, I am not going to jack off before I come over here anymore. Because she would have given me a solid 25, dude. She was killing it on every other fucking category. Let's go back to, let's go, okay, so, so, 11. Which, which are, what are the categories? So if you're getting 11, that means you're average. If you're getting a 15 or so, that means you're good. You're good. Anything above 11, you're doing better. You're pretty good, but uh, 15 is a good score. That's good, okay? People like 15 get, is so solid. People yeah, get solid, misconstrued. Solid they think, oh, well. It's a B. That's a three no, in every category. No, people think they do the math, and they're all like, well, 15 is more in the middle, so that should be shitty, right? No. What? That's not how the scale works. 15 is very is good. High teens, oh, you're very good. <laughs> Twenties is getting into greatness. Ooh, once you start breaking twenty-five, 20s. is perfect. The reason I, I, we made this scale specifically, so that you there's no way anything could ever possibly be better than a twenty-five. That is godlike. 
It's something that should be damn near impossible to achieve. And that's why the good half of the scale is so much bigger than the bad half of the scale. Because it, w- it gives you something to really strive for. <laughs> and uh, so we whether you're that. gay and you like the dicks or whether you're straight and you like the dicks. This could definitely matter. go for gay men. And actually, if you're a gay, I want to know your story. Tell me about how you suck I have a dick. Because I have a strong feeling that, on average, guys are better at sucking dick than yeah, girls. Yeah, of course. I do too. And I actually asked Sparkle about this. And that girls this. are better at eating pussy yeah. I asked Sparkle about this exact thing. I was like, so is like, because she's like bisexual and all that. And I was like, so for you, as in most times, are girls better? And she's like, honestly, some girls fucking suck at giving head. But majority wise, if I like had to like, get, yes. Yeah, women balance are the majority better. of men and women. But there still are women that suck of at course. giving fucking head. I wonder why, because there's a lot of selfish people out there. <laughs> Selfish men and women who just do not put in the effort and they just they're just lackluster. And they fuck it up but for everybody else. They do. So, so let's get back wait, to the score. So okay. the scale. Okay. The first the first letter that counts is the E. E counts for enthusiasm. Can't turn this one on. I'm charging my phone. Enthusiasm's pretty it's pretty it, all these t- Sorry, start over. You gotta start over because we we're talking about Yeah, let's fucking bullshit bitch about the lighting for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's funny. He didn't even mean to. I waited until I heard him breathe twice and I to speak. Okay, go. Okay, I'm sorry. That was hella good. That was fucking money, though. Should I keep going? That was so perfectly timed. I want to punch you in your stupid Yeah, that's why I thought it was by accident. It has to go in. You cannot edit that. Okay, but anyways, go ahead. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, seriously. Seriously, guys. E is enthusiasm. It's all about the person who's doing the dick sucking. Are they into it? If it feels like they're enjoying it and they're getting off on it, that's the main question you got to ask. If, if it feels like they're, even if they're acting, they're a great fucking actor. Is it obligatory, right? That's what you if would... it feels obligatory, fucking bad score. But yeah. if it feels like they're getting pleasure from doing this, Huge score. Lubrication. Keeping your dick super sloppy. Big points for the five. That gets you your five. Sparkle also said E is the easiest category to hit if you're a girl. Because if you're a girl, you should love sucking dick. <laughs> Thanks, Sparkle. Sparkle. Oh, see, Sparkle? The thing about Sparkle is... Sparkle does Sparkle things. That's what I was going to say. And it's... It's, oh, it's so shiny. <laughs> it's so shiny. That's a Firefly reference. Uh, <laughs> suck it. Anyways, the next one is stamina. Stamina... Also pretty fucking important. Stamina. Now, also, you got to be careful because sometimes guys get a little too drunk and you might expect a little too much from the stamina category. You got to be careful when you get your blowjobs, all right? Sometimes if you're dating someone, maybe get several blowjobs and then average out all their scores. Get a serious, oh, no, you're guaranteed this or whatever it is. Anyway, stamina is all about not just the simple how long did you get the blowjob for, but... Like, what was the attitude during the blowjob? If at any point you got a sigh, like a, or a, are you done yet? You That's done the yet? worst one. What automatic, else? automatic one. If if you get asked, are you done yet? Hold on, hold on. Because sometimes this could be a question that people are like, oh, then you're not good at stamina. What if she asks, what else do I need to do? Is that a, is that a knock on her stamina? Not or stamina. Or is her trying to figure out what no. to do? That actually no, not at all. In, would, would it be, what would that add to? I mean, improv? <laughs> I think... Technique, personally. I'm oh, a, yeah, I'm actually leaning towards technique, yeah, too, yeah, because it's go. like, because, you know, 
What do it's you like? What else do I what have do to do? What do you like? What do you know? But that's you, an improv and technique. It's like you're adapting to your surroundings. But what I'm asking is, and is finish. that a point? Because every dick you, is a snowflake. Right. <laughs> Not right, but do you dock a point in stamina if she asks no. something like that? So you have to know the no, right question, I don't boys. think. I don't think you should dock. I don't think you should dock a point. Agreed. Agreed. Because that, cause that, 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 that's, that, that, that's enthusiastic. That's Boom. an enthusiastic question of saying, I want to get you off. How can I get you off? Now, are you done yet? Like, I'm sick of doing there this. We can go. you just be done? Or when they like go from their mouth to their hand and it's that lackluster, just oh my god, super like not even giving a fuck about it. But what's really good, how you can score good in stamina, ladies and gents, if you want to get a good stamina score, but your mouth is getting tired and your neck is getting tired, switch to your hands smoothly. Do mouth and hand at the same time, and then lift your mouth off and just do your hand. Dirty then talk. Then look the person, look at the person, and then start doing a little bit of dirty talk. Use the other hand to play with the balls, and then use that hand, move up, start playing with the shaft. Now both hands are on the dick, and then spit on kiss it. Then spit on it. Then, then, then shut. I'm not done yet. Then you move. <laughs> then you move the because right listen, because <laughs> listen, the right I'm hand. Is, hard. Shut up, because the right the right hand is tired. Well, dicks. So, doing hand gestures. <laughs> Addy's doing hand gestures as he's excited. He got jabbed so like this. Like Addy's talking to the audience. I'm trying to teach them how to transition from left to right. And you're fucking it up. I'm trying to give a course. I'm trying to get a fucking education. They need to be educated. To educate these people. You're right. Okay, I'm sorry. Go so ahead. You go from your mouth because your mouth and your neck's tired. You go to your right hand. But your right arm's getting tired. Use that left hand to cup the balls. And then you slowly move that left hand to the dick. Now both hands are on the dick. Now that you have your left and your right in the dick, you can slowly move your right hand away. So now it's just the left hand. See, now that was a transition. Three different body parts. So you increased your time frame, your stamina, perfectly, but it wasn't an interruption in the blowjob. You didn't distract the guy. You didn't seem tired. Even if physically you are tired, you can hide it through these tricks, especially the dirty talking is a big help because dirty talking not only makes the guy want to come quicker but it gives you time to rest yeah all that counts to stamina next one is technique the simple question you got to ask is at any point did it hurt any point in the blood at any point did it feel uncomfortable at all nope that's the question you gotta ask and what really helps that is lubrication if it's super sloppy Technique's gonna be on point. I love sloppy. As long as she's not too rough Sloppy's with anything, one, she's not too rough with anything, but she's not too soft with anything. None of no that teeth. teasing bullshit. No teeth. Girls like to be teased. Like if you, like a lot of girls like you to tease them, tease their clit a little bit, like rub their clit, get into the get into the clit, then stop, and then start again. That that edging. Yeah. A lot of girls like uh, that. No guy likes that. Listen up, ladies okay, and gents. Edging. No, no guy likes edging. I get the fucking job I done. Can, if she if she teases it a little bit and then fucking gulps it for a solid five, like no gag reflexes, and she's just like on it, and then she comes back up, and she's like, gotta take a little bit of breath, and so she's kind of just at the tip. That's okay for me. That doesn't bug me. But then she goes right back down on it and starts. That's not the same as I know. Like I, I I've had girls who like. Mouth on it, then they take it off. They just kind of like barely tongue the tip. What? Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's horrible. I've had the worst blowjobs anyone in our friends group. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got lists of scores that Consistent are embarrassing. Fives. Yeah, it's not funny, dude. It's necessity. Really funny. I am funny. I mean, it's funny. Shut up. Necessity <laughs> is the mother of invention, and because of that, <laughs> we have this brilliant yet. scale. Technique isn't fucking important. If it feels good all the way through, it's nice and lubed. Everything's fine. Great in technique. It's a pretty simple fucking thing to do. No, Next one is improv. The hardest man. I've had some. It's the most super important. basic technique. Yeah, 
That's why it's so but embarrassing. I've had great improv, but then I want to come. I've had great technique, horrible improv, but I finished. So it's like, eh, for me Yeah, that's personally. what I'm saying. Technique is more important. Technique is the most important Dude, thing. The most important. Yeah. It is the most important. And as long as you know the quintessential rule, at any point, does this hurt? Does it feel uncomfortable? As long as you can avoid that. Oh, wait, wait. I think you should also say that. Oh, no, maybe that's safe for fin. Oh, no, never mind. Never improv mind. is what it fucking sounds like. What are you throwing to the game? And I've had this question, Chris, about this question up. What if it's the same girl twice in a row and the first time she does one thing and the second time she does that same thing? Does that mean the fact that she did it before, does she get docked in points in improv? No. no. Every blowjob has to be scored from scratch, from the beginning, so erase good. the past it's so because it's all about – because the question for improv, because every category has one quintessential question. What is happening here for improv? This is I'm talking about. What's happening here that isn't your basic mouth on dick with hands? Like hands and mouth, that's the basic shit. Anything besides hands and mouth on dick counts for improv. Playing with your balls, something that simple Putting counts for improv. In your butt. Jacking finger in you off while sucking the balls. Improv. There we go. Improv. Dirty talking, go. like we Dirty said before, talk. which which fucking slaps your stance. Moaning, as she's moaning, moaning as she sucks it. Moaning's a big, a big one. one. She's enjoying it. And when you're asking And actually, it adds the technique because the vibration of her throat as your dick's yeah. I like to I like to speak to them while they're sucking my dick as well as them. Like, I, I like to ask, like, I, I, I always I, say, I dirty, I dirty you like how that dick That's what's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah it's like, do you like, do you like, the, do you like that? Do you like, like the way it tastes? And they go, mouth on? you want me to yeah. come in the back of your fucking throat? And they go, Mm-hmm. That's the hottest. <laughs> that's probably the hottest uh, moan uh, ever. Is the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. I really love this. Is when the girl gets in the sixty-nine position, but she's not actually expecting me to eat her out. She just it's just having her fucking pussy in my face while she blows me. Just fucking sets me off so fucking quick. Ooh. It's such. It's more. It's my favorite improv move. The sixty-nine. Hands down. Huh? The sixty-nine. Definitely that, an improv move. Because I, I get to grab her fucking ass yeah. and just both hands just full on just yes. Okay, and have her pussy in my face. You immediately start eating her, don't you? I do. But... But I can't help it. Okay. But, but, she, but, but she's not expecting... Yeah, you she's not expecting... No, no, and yeah. also, also, sometimes they'll like... I'll just... Sometimes if they want to just be the ones to just like Spider-Man Or sometimes you can eat ass while you're doing that too. Yeah, I eat ass. I eat ass all the time. But they want to Spider-Man dick you sometimes. They just want to Spider-Man dick you, which is fine. What's wait? Hold on. What the fuck is Spider-Man? upside down kiss? Is it Spider-Man oh, okay. kiss? Oh. Spider-Man. That's basically what I was. Saying. Spider-Man B stuff. Okay, that's what it is. Spider-Man B stuff. I don't know why you said Spider. He already. Okay. It's sorry. upside down. Dick. I didn't realize. It was upside but down. so even so, like I'll just barely touch it because they they're looking to get you off. That's the point. When when you start fingering them, if you start doing your shit, sometimes they like they lose their concentration. That's true. Which could take away, but that's because they're getting pleasure. So they they're like I have been told. No, just I want to please you right now, which is hot as fuck. Them telling you, no, this is about you. That is smart. Like you don't want to like distract her from blowing you because you know fuck her, fuck her up off her thing. But but women sometimes, are always distracted. Sometimes that like that that can like if a girl goes in that position while she's after she's been blowing me for a while, then gets in that position. Like eating her out makes me so much like more turned on yeah. that it makes me come faster. Just eating her Finger out. Finger and that make does it for me. Like licking their pussy. And licking their ass, that's fine. I just do it because I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I and you know, enjoy and also, them off. But and like, also, you know how like when you're coming, you kind of want to grab something. Like you grab yeah. your blunt, your sheets or whatever it is. When you I get to grab, grab an ass, yeah. when you get to grab an ass right there, 
I mean, it's so much oh, better. This, this is an ass man podcast. <laughs> like, this is definitely an ass man podcast. We're all in the asses. Yeah, I love ass. I'm more into an ass than I am into tits. He just likes eating it. Both of them. I just, I, I just like, I love it. ass. I, I can't oh, sorry it. that I like to go all out to please my woman, Christopher. <laughs> so wait, hold on. Three times, let's say, okay, one night stand, and then she hits you up again. How many times do you have to bang her until it's time to eat the ass? Not even, I, I eat ass before I even bang them. What? Yes. That's ridiculous. Come on. You have to be with me on that. You don't know that girl. How do you know that she <laughs> wipes her ass? You don't know that girl. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> There's no okay, mom. Okay, okay, mom. 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 <laughs> you don't understand. We had a connection. Oh, man. <laughs> you're crazy, bro. Dude, you can't. I'll eat her pussy the Here's first Here's your time. problem. Here's I'm your problem, Chris. Here's time. your problem, Chris. And your problem, Stevie, is you're both painting with a broad brush. You're both judging them all women are the same. You got to go case by case basis. Some girls, oh, you ain't ever gonna eat the ass. <laughs> some girls, some girls, so, shut up. Some girls, Cat Dennings, you're gonna eat that ass first day. Okay, no, you're right. See, there you go. If they want it, if they feel like they want it, if they're leaning towards ass play. And here's why, shut up. Hold on. No, you shut the fuck up here. Okay? <laughs> For once. It's my ass play time, Abby. I'm talking ass play. You've had your go. Okay, listen. If if she seems like she's into ass play, if she's leaning her butt cheeks on me in some way, if I'm rubbing it down and she like makes that noise of like, Mm, like, oh yeah, I am into ass play. It's body language for the ass play thing and moaning. Then I know to go for it. If she's punching I you in the face with her asshole. I sniff around. I sniff around before I stick my tongue in anything. I need to make sure she's clean. She likes oh, it. Oh, you don't get no the nice ones, turtle no, listen, like I did. No, the Must nice ones will clean their ass. If they know they're in ass play, they'll clean their ass before they come over for an yeah. asshole eating I, Maybe the reason what, I hate ass play is because of my little scare. I think you got traumatized. I think you got traumatized. I got traumatized. You, bro. You got traumatized. I'm going to have to get back in the game. I, I, I mean, I got to do that. I got to try it. Asshole yeah. does not taste like asshole, Chris. But you, have, you can't like, suck you ever, it. Name of the like, podcast. <laughs> like, you ever like, like chicken, then all of a sudden you eat chicken so bad that it ruins the taste of chicken for you for the rest right. of your life? Egg salad sandwich for me? I eat an egg salad sandwich with a shell in it. I cannot eat egg salad sandwiches anymore because I always, my mentality is there's an eggshell. But what I was going to say is it also helps because like, nowadays everything is done through text first. Like you text a lot or you do these. It really helps if you talk about the sexual things and that's why it really helps when a girl will share what she's into. So you know that beforehand. Like yeah, I talked about she shares her friends sparkles. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so so get back to it though. Wait, hold on. Like I, I, I talked about like a, a couple episodes ago about like uh, that girl <laughs> who I was actually into, but she just like wanted a physical thing, and how she was the one who really got me into like the whole tying up and all that stuff. Because she just loved being tied up and she, that's what she wanted. That's something that we discussed before we ever had sex. Mm. And that was really like helpful. Mm. Is, that was, <laughs> one of the reasons I fucking liked her was like the fact that she like let it all on the line before anything happened. It was like, this is, these are the things that I like. It's like, all right, well, now I know how to do those things. I'm going to go learn how to hog tie. I'm going to go online and figure that out. Remember when I learned how to hog tie? Come on, that was pretty sweet. Shout <laughs> out, Kaylee. Shout out, Kaylee. <laughs> shit. And she came over. Nobody yeah. knows. She came over last week and listened to the podcast. She's so tight. All right, anyways. Which is really cool. Go ahead and uh, finish this real fast. Sorry. That, that's all I was talking. So, um... That was imp- that's improv. <laughs> that was a long ass conversation. <laughs> Woo! Improv goes deep. And the finale. <laughs> F is for finish. <laughs> F. Now. It's for family. Finish. <laughs> yeah, get your family in there. Shout, <laughs> shout out to one, Bill Burr. One member or five members of your family. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Depends finish. On your so finish, 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 finish. 
it's not a simple did I come or or not. It's the that's not the question here is whether or not what you came. The the simple question behind this category is how intense did you come? If you didn't come at all, guaranteed one. That's you, what it's an automatic one if I didn't come. Yeah, of, uh, of course. Son of a bitch. Then I only got a All that one. lead up for nothing. Everything. She did so good. I just couldn't come. She did very well, yes. Well, it wasn't yeah. even her Sorry. fault. It was totally Sorry. my fault. Sorry. Okay, so but you that's get, a thing. You that's a, a thing. That's wait. a 21. That's still that, a 21. Wait. You're right. But that can be a thing. Sometimes it could be the dude's fault that yeah. you're not finishing. Which is why... 21 is still an amazing score. Which is why... You're right. Which is why, fellas, you always want to score that person a couple of times. Different, uh, but not a couple of times, and then like you generate like oh the consensus. No, 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 no because Adney stated in the beginning every blowjob is a new blowjob. It's a new score. Start from the beginning. All right. Yeah. So you don't base it off your last one with the her, finish right? is how like uh and this is where it gets incredibly subjective because a lot of people like a lot of dudes like to come. They're interested in different, different things, yeah. ways. Some guys like to get choked, Stevie. <laughs> Yes, um, I do. I am not that guy. Uh, I not and like me, some guys definitely want like a huge fist up their ass. I mean, <laughs> like Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get scratched. I like scratch is fun like bleeding, and though. slapped like on my chest. Yeah, that's good. Cool. <laughs> you want to be you want to be King Kong? That's fine, but not choked. I don't you like deserve him. your own Jane. Hey, Chris Kong is fine. Chris Kong. Anyway, I've had like several different finishes, and I all can rate them incredibly like the same the same amount. But that doesn't mean like like okay. So the typical guy cliche is I want to come in her mouth. That's my best finish. I love coming. The two, like, okay, so, like, the best finish I've ever had was not in her mouth, and it wasn't even, like, aimed at her. It was, I was laying on my back, and she took her mouth off my dick, and it was only her hands on my dick, and I shot up into the air three fucking feet. And you came all over yourself. And it landed on her back. (laughs) On her. Which is very cool. (laughs) That's a magic trick. (laughs) It's it's amazing, because, you know, gravity. (laughs) (laughs) and that was the best finish i've ever had so like it could be all these different things you know what i mean like it really is a subjective thing but basically it's all about how if when you feel him really contorting and he's getting there it's time for you to step it the fuck up that's when the dirty talking needs to get intense last quarter mile of the marathon that's when you need to dig fucking Deep and close the show. Fucking Empty the fucking gas tank. Fucking Put on a show. You want to be a champion? Mm-hmm. It's time to fight to be a champion. You wanted the best. You got the best. <laughs> the best dick in the world. <laughs> you don't become the champ just by showing up. You got to beat the champ to become the champ. You need you to go. run into that chick and say, Nike, Nike. Meaning <laughs> victory, bitches. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, anyways, that's the beast of skill. So we explained that. <laughs> we explained that. So we I didn't explain... like, like I didn't explain in all that detail to the girls, but I basically just said what the beast of scale is and uh also mentioned we have a a blick scale that our friend Bree came on and talked about. Shout out to Bree. Same scale but just for how to eat like vagina. Like, how, like this is how you this is how you eat out a girl. And did her five categories, did her, did her thing, and we told him about that. And, like, these girls' responses was like, I hate when guys go down on me. I don't like what? it. I never let a guy go down on me. That was the me. point of this conversation. That's the point of this dating corner going That's through. what fucked me up, dude. And I also, like, they also 
hate the idea, just the idea of ass play. And that's what and what happened was I, I would have just turned around from yeah, there. like I quit life. Oh, so you were thinking that's why? Okay, so and that's I what I'm saying. Shut, no, I, that's why I'm saying is like that. That for a moment, for a fucking minute, I was there like. Maybe I should get back into the dating scene and actually try to meet girls. Like before, I'm just like, oh, if I meet a girl accidentally and she comes after me, well, yeah, I'm not going to tell her to fuck off. But I'm not going to make any fucking effort because I'm just exhausted with the whole dating scene. Fuck it all. I'm just going to be alone most of the time because I enjoy my own company. But for this brief moment, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I will. I'll, I'll make an effort now. I'll start making an effort. I feel motivated to make an effort now. And then that happened. These girls, like, I was just like, what the fuck is with this town? Like, All these boring. girls who don't like to be now. Let's not. These are not the first two girls. Like I've my twenty five years living in Sacramento, never met a girl who said that. Never moved to Reno, and I've met way too many who have said I don't like when guys going down on me, and I don't like going down on guys. And what? I'm like, fuck this place. Yeah. Fuck this. Like no, no, I'm not. No, no. No. I'm done. Yeah. I want to go home. See ya. I want to go home. I don't want to live in this world anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do so, it all. And I posted that as a fucking status and it turned into this chaos. But, but that, it turned into complete utter chaos. But that was the issue. And I even, what's funny is I even told these girls, I was like, I eat ass on the first day. And they, they had a Chris Smith reaction. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> And it's like, and I, I was like, this is why you'll be single forever, bitches. 2016, you don't get your asshole eaten. There will be a girl that I will eat her asshole eventually, and it will probably be like a girl that I've been dating for a long time or whatever. I'm not completely close to that scenario because I like being frisky in bed, but I'm not opening up with some ass play yeah. by any means. Um, Adney, explain to the good people, the good alkies at home, uh, what exactly your uh, status was. Tonight. I briefly considered getting back into dating and actually putting in an effort to go after women. Then I met a couple of girls who said they hate when guys go down on them and have never tried ass play. The fuck's the point? (laughs) (laughs) So good. It's so good. And the first comment? The first comment is from a girl, and I gotta say, known her for a while, but she never comments on fucking anything of mine, never likes anything of mine. She, I met her through a girl that I was seeing Never fucking says a fucking thing, but finally she saw a chance to just kind of, I don't, I don't know what to just insult every guy ever. And she goes, ninety eight percent of guys who have gone down on made me, up immediately, made up immediately. That's a made up thing. Yeah, most most. Wait, let him finish before you start chiming in. Shut up. Ninety eight percent of guys who have gone down on me are terrible at it, so I half agree. that's how it started was and then there was 59 replies to that one fucking comment mostly me sorry with me (laughs) i started off with well you suck at two things one (laughs) giving (laughs) giving instructions slash hints which is so true and two at picking men you're obviously picking lames. You have a history of picking guys who don't know how to eat pussy. Because what you're saying is, like, that's not the majority of men in the world, 98%. That's the majority of the men you have picked. And uh, I make a point later saying that, yeah, I can say that same fucking percentage about the women who've blown me. I, like I said a minute ago, I've consistently gotten the worst scores. I'm the only one that doesn't have a 25er on my fucking resume. I have, I'm the only one that's gotten less than a 10 
for more than one fucking person. I've got I've I've been pretty bad at choosing girls who can blow me. And I can admit that, but I haven't given up on all women. I haven't given up on blowjobs. That's what she says. Is she goes, I never let any guys eat me out anymore. She pretty much gave up. She says, she goes, I don't let guys eat me out anymore because um, they're mostly bad at it. I was like, yeah, well, I've experienced fucking horrible shit <laughs> when it comes to oral sex, but I haven't given up on women. I haven't given up on blowjobs. No. Never. I refuse. Oh, no. <laughs> I decided to make a positive fucking change, and we created this fucking scale to not only not just sitting there judging and fucking assholeness, but it also when you listen to the scale, you get better at fucking blowjobs, and that has been fucking proven time and time again from our friends who have Dude, listened to the scale and then gotten better blowjobs, getting, I, or have or have given better fucking blowjobs. Personally, scale, I I can agree with you. I have gotten that personally. It's the difference between watching like watching a boxing and like trying to pick up on what you see. Like that's what the say. Like or going to a gym and learning the fundamentals. Right. You get astronomically better. It's the same fucking thing. I'm giving you the fundamentals of the beast of scale, and so you get better. And that was like our basically the argument that we're trying to have with this girl. She was saying, "Fuck, I shouldn't have to ever give instructions to anyone. If he's not good at it, fuck him. I'll just fake it." It's like you're not hurting anyone but yourself by faking it. And that's gonna lead us into our sex talk. Your sex life sucked because you haven't spoken about what you want, so your cunt is broken, you bitch. <laughs> yes! Oh my god. Why, wouldn't, cuff, why don't understand why wouldn't you communicate? I will communicate with the first date lay or a one night stand. You communicate if you aren't doing you what I like, I am going to tell you. But you don't do it in a dickish way. You do it nice. There's a certain time where you can do it where she like kind of looks up at you and you guys both make eye contact and she's kind of looking at you like I kind of want to know what to do and then you don't tell him what to do? You're a piece of shit. Even prior to that, I will say you speak about your interests, what you like in bed before you even hook up. If if there's a sex talk happening, cuz usually it's what happens. You're texting. Sex That's what talk I said earlier, like prior. that girl like I had such a great like the the whole sex thing was amazing with that girl because she told me before we ever had sex. I'm into these things. And I was like, I'm going to make an effort to do all those things. And we brought that up to this girl. It was like like okay, like you can't give any fucking hints. Like, if somebody's not getting it done, why wouldn't you be like, oh, try this, or hey, do this, or and then use your you, finger, or no, concentrate on the clit more, or don't be so rough on the clit, or do more fingering, do like or do less fingering. Like, yeah, exactly. Those are all like, fucking all like, 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 play, like, like, and like, state it, state she's saying, and she's so hard on her point of, I'm, I'm never going to have, I'm not going to give it, because people aren't good with, with criticism at all. It's like, well, you probably aren't. But if you're in the middle of the moment and the guy's trying to get you off and you give him a quick little, oh, do that. It's not he's going to be like, oh, nope, nope, done eating you out. Uh, nope, don't you want your pussy. Nope, what are you trying I'm to say? What are you trying I'm to say? Out. I'm not fucking good at it. <laughs> no guy's going to fucking do that. If no, you're he's just, just going to punch your twat. If you're, no, shut, if you're just talking and hanging out and all of a sudden you say, you know what? Out of nowhere, hey, you're really bad at eating pussy. This is what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's that'll be mean. But if you're in the middle of it and you give a quiet suggestion, that, oh, I like when this is done to my fucking pussy, the guy will do it because he's trying to get the fucking job done. Because his pride, that's where his pride comes in, is trying to get the job done. Well, I mean, that's 50%. Like, 50% don't give a shit, 50 other Well, it's pride in just the, 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 you get aroused, which you should be aroused by getting them off. Wait, I don't think thing. we're, okay, wait, hold on. Before we go any further, I don't think we're the majority of dudes. No, we're not. Because we enjoy pleasuring women, 
Just as much as we enjoy them pleasuring us. I go first. You I, I are more right. extreme than me I and Adney. Right but at pleasuring. the same time, it's all we're all in the same boat. I don't think the majority, and especially like um, Zach Efron type type figure guys, they honestly probably don't well, give a shit. Oh, they don't. Like we'll I've say, heard, I've heard some people. We're, at, we're average looking guys. Yeah. Okay. Pretty people think people owe me something. Yeah. Women want to blow me. They owe me. Yeah. I look good. There we go. And yeah. that's the problem. People. No, like that's us. that's not just an assumption either. I've had a bunch of uh, girls who are friends of mine say that like the really good looking guys that they slept with were horrible in bed. All none of them ever did a thing. But it was the more average guys that were way fucking better. Because we have it's the same with, it's we same have, with yeah. guys. Same with guys. It's like, oh no, dude, the fucking the super hotties are just like it's the like whole motto of the fatties give the greatest mattresses in bed. They're fucking hoof loofers in bed. They're fucking <laughs> they're selfish. Thumbtacks. They're so they're used to be you Sally's in no, bed. No, hold on. Can't call them that. That's not fair. <laughs> They're the, so the used to being treated ones? a certain yeah, way they that are. they're not gonna fucking uh, give back in bed. That's what being. That's what sex is about: is being not selfish. It's about caring about what the other person wants and needs. And if you're just all about you, then you're not gonna get. You're not gonna be good. Like she's looking at it as like it hurts her like to help herself get off. It's like that. Make, I'm like trying to explain. It. She's like, you. I'm not trying to invest all my time and energy. It's like it and doesn't it. take a lot of time. And she said, "Do she you not, know?" It's like, look, if you know what gets you off, if you know what gets you off, you should be able to just tell it. Like that and get it done. Like, like, dude, yeah, it's just one night, but that's one night. You could just be getting oh, off get and off? have a good night fucking sleep because yeah. you just came. But you're refusing to do that. Why? Because you don't know your own self? Is that the real problem? That's you don't know yourself? Maybe you're too insecure. Have but you you're, had an orgasm? You're blaming everyone else on the fact that you're too insecure to know what you want and know what you need. And like this argument just blew just out of fucking proportion. It blew out of fucking control. And I came out of left field. And the fucked up thing was... And that was just the 59 was just replies. The whole other thread of just comments going back and forth. No, that 59 comments was just on the one, the initial comment. There was replies that stacked up to about 59 replies. And then there was other comments after that. There's another comment that has 21 replies. (laughs) This shit blew up, bro. Shit did blow up. Because, okay, why don't why, why is it okay for women to not have orgasms? Because I feel like it's that's not, where her entire, okay. but that's why her entire conversation But no, a lot normal. of women, like, see it as normal, the fact that yeah, they didn't exactly. come. Yeah, exactly, it's normal. They're all like, yeah, I didn't come. No, I had fun, it was fun, it was good, but I didn't come, and it's like, oh, that's fun okay. Fun is not great. That's yeah. Fun is not greatness. I want constructive criticism. If I'm doing something wrong, I want to know what the fuck I'm doing wrong so I can get better at it. My problem with fake orgasms is that you're sending them back out of the world with them thinking they know what they're doing. They know that they're great. And that's fucking bullshit. And the same you're type of girls. Giving the out, same type of false girls. Hope. You're giving out false hope. And that irritates me. The same type of fucking girls who are sitting there talking about how, oh my God, like... Well, I don't. I don't let guys go down on me anymore because none of them are any good at it. Are the same type of girls who are faking it, and are the same type of the girls that are like, "Oh my God, he said he was really good, but he was horrible at it." It's like, well, don't give him false hope. How about you don't say that? And then there's also the other girls that are like, "Oh yeah, go down on me," and then they'll be sitting there and they'll be getting eaten out, and then they're like looking at their curtains and they're like, "Oh shit, I should have closed my curtains. My neighbors can see me." I leave the iron on. I think. um, I think the buildup is for that. If your buildup is fine, if your buildup is good, they won't be thinking about their fucking curtains okay. and what if like but the problem Goes is to- the problem is is like some of them will think more about oh my god do i smell down there mm-hmm. oh my god did i shave enough oh my god does it look bad down yep. there like do, oh my god am i gonna fart like eliminate that's- all of that you can fart as i am fucking down it does I not have matter that, but listen ladies us as a podcast 
We love eating pussy. We love pleasing women. Yeah. The only way we can get better, the only way that you can actually get better at getting yourself off is to state what you like. We're not saying this. We're not, we're not bringing up this conversation to be dicks or anything like that. We're asking you just share honesty when it comes to your own pleasure. We want you to be honest. We want to know what you like so we can please you. That's our whole thing. That's where our ego comes in. That's where our passion comes in. We want to know what you fucking like and what you enjoy because we want to leave you with a memory, not a bad memory. More people talk about bad meals yep. than they do about good meals. And then that's an evolution. That can- actually an evolutionary thing as we're programmed to memorize bad things better because that's how because we survive. It's safer. It's safer. Yeah, it's how we survive. We remember the we remember what's bad because it's better for us to live on because we don't go near the things that are bad. We don't want we want to be surrounded by good because we can survive. We can procreate with that. So you don't want to be surrounded by something that is fucking bad for you. That's a danger to us. So women, please, we're asking you now as a podcast, be honest with your lover. Be honest with your partner. Tell them what you like. Tell them what you enjoy. And ask them what they enjoy. Ask them what they like. The only reason, the only way we can break through these walls is through conversation. By making it a fucking topic to talk about. You have to talk about. should not be a fucking stigma. Sex should be something that can be communicated. It's supposed to be the funnest part of a relationship. It's the fundamental (laughs) fundamental point of being together. You're, You're... Loving each other's company. It's the idea of skin on skin. Skin on skin, touch is the first thing you do through all your senses, okay? The most important thing in all of your senses is touch before everything. It's like smell to to memory. Touch is like that for emotion, okay? And this is scientifically proven. Scientifically proven. A fucking touch that is pleasurable, that is great will make you have a certain feeling towards someone. There's actually a study where they did cold drinks in someone's hand and hot drinks in someone's hand, which they did on Crack Podcast. If you ask, say someone hands you a cold drink and they ask you about a person, your explanation of that person will be based on a cold variety. It'll be like, no, they're cold. They're kind of they're kind of like uh, passive aggressive. They're this or that. But when you put a hot drink in their hand, like, oh, no, they're... um. They're warm, they're, they're fun, they're cuddly. They, your, your words are spoken throughout this feeling. Touch is the first and most important fucking sense. So when it comes to sex, that's how it goes as well. So I highly suggest you be honest about the way you feel when it comes to you getting pleasure because it's all about touch, it's all about feel, and that's your most important sense. So please, ladies, be honest. Don't fucking lie about feeling the way that you feel. Don't give false hope to guys. And hold on, like, time out. Like, she, she, she brought up a slight of a good point. She was like, well, my uh, body language and contortion should give a hint. And that's something that we brought up before this even happened. When we were talking to those girls the other night. And it was like, I was like, yeah. Also, what should give a hint to the guy is the way your body moves. Like, you're going to get off body language, you're going to have contortion. But also, it would just, like, I don't understand why you would want to give him, uh, like, a, a good jump-off point. I like this thing, so start there. And then from there, you can work. And then from there, you can, like, why not at least give a hint or a help for some guys who don't know how to get you? Because I've, I've had a situation where, like, I use this, I do a certain thing, and one girl fucking loves it, and she goes nuts, and she squirts. And then you do the same thing with another girl, and she's like, I don't like that. I don't it like that. It doesn't work. It it's doesn't too much. I don't want you to do that. I, like, I kind of like this thing. It's like, well, I like you. I'm glad you fucking told me. Exactly. So now Thank I can get you. this job Thank fucking you. done. Yeah. Like, uh, 
like with Susie, for example, where it was like the first time I ate her out, I didn't get a job done, then like got some fucking actual dialogue fucking going, and then the next time I did get it done. And like that's fucking important. It's like you're you're hurting yourself by not explaining what's gonna get you off. And um our our girl Kaylee, our friend, actually like said this on the thread that um I actually really liked. She goes, Honestly, it's probably a comfortability issue for them. Those fucking stupid broads who don't like to get in and out. Uh, maybe someone made them feel bad about it or whatnot. Who knows? Communication is key. But that also goes for a girl saying she doesn't like butt play and being eaten out. Maybe she doesn't know what she likes and dislikes. Or she know exactly what she likes and wants. But I haven't ever come across someone who doesn't like head. Ever. Run. should run. <laughs> if a guy told me he didn't like head, I'd fucking crawl out of the damn window if I had to. Fucking Kaylee! Something is definitely wrong. That's how she ends it. Kaylee, you get a huge Dude, shout out from us. So I know she listens yeah. now, and Kaylee, we love you. Yeah. You are... You Not are a true female algae. Like you gotta get bigger. We get true female algae. True female algae. She gets big props for, yeah. for saying that. Thank you for speaking up and you know saying how you truly feel about the situation because it's true. I don't. Know, I know one guy that doesn't like getting head, and I have been told by girls that he sucks in bed. He's like, I just don't like getting head. It's like, oh, you're a fucking faggot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, you're not even... No, faggots are much better. Homosexuals are way better than you. Yeah, homosexuals, homosexuals love, love getting head. They're way more open to sexual you acts. You are a fucking <laughs> douchebag, bro. Can we say douche? Like, what do you want? You're a fanny pack wearer. Like, what do you want? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan wears a fanny pack. He's a hoof loofah. Can we say yeah, he's a hoof loofah? A hoof loofah nah, is dude, someone that doesn't like getting his dick is a Turkish thumbtack. Are, are we good? I mean... It's basically what we wanted to say. So don't fake orgasms. <laughs> Please be honest with your lover. Talk. It's all about communication. That's the only dialogue. reason. Dialogue. Watch some fucking Tarantino movies, bitches. Seriously. And know that dialogue Seriously. is very important. It's not the scene. I mean, lady, like, it's okay, the dialogue. Time out. Time Because I've had a bunch of girls that I was seeing who, like, they like, I fucking love it when I could just make you come. When I, like, really try, like, super hard to make you come and make you come, like, quick when I do a certain thing makes me feel like oh I got control of his dick and it's a good feeling yeah right right ladies if you can make your man fucking come with like a little bit of ease you're like fuck yeah I got this motherfucker on lock imagine if you couldn't make him come at all Rachel and he was lying Rachel didn't and he was all like no you're fine but deep down he just fucking hates it every time he's like no what I don't want to I don't want to do something sexual with you anymore because you're not good enough would you wouldn't you be like well tell me what to do Tell me how to fix this. You would, wouldn't you? It's the same way. You gotta... Shit, that's what, so, that's what a fucking thing... Like, even if it's not a relationship, if it's a one-night fucking stand, I mean, don't you want to get off that night? It's the reason why... You, the reason you went home with the motherfucker is to fucking get off, right? You thought you was, like... Give the piece of shit, him or her, some fucking, like, hey, I personally like this. My private parts enjoy when this thing happens so maybe you should try it once the clothes are off i don't understand the whole i'm uncomfortable now like the clothes are already off my dick is in your vagina and i'm not doing it right why is it uncomfortable or or whatever you might think to tell me that i, I uh, hey you should probably do this a little bit more or maybe you just push him back or something but just laying there and just being like it's oh, a simple yeah. it's a simple like let's say like you're fucking um 
Like simple as okay, so the tongue, like let's say, like the tongue is just inside your vagina, but you're more of a clit stimulant kind of girl. All I gotta say is, oh, tongue my clit. Right there is a really hot thing to hear. It's incredibly hot, and the guy's like, yo, okay, we'll go, I'll do that, and boom, both of you did a, got a favor. It's that fucking. It's like that. Conversation ended. Call me everybody ain't gonna open the door and walk right in the library. Library. Call me everybody ain't gonna open the door and walk right in the library. Library. Greet to me. Then I need to First thing I gotta say, I can't take out the crickets. So the crickets are gonna be here for a listener. You should have waited so until one of us made a really bad joke and then just been quiet. <laughs> yeah. They're all I can eat. I, I know, it pissed me off. The crickets pissed me off too, but don't worry. After summer hits. Crickets can fucking suck my dick! <laughs> crickets can suck my fucking nuts! <laughs> um, so the book I'm gonna suggest this week is called The Five Families. Well, it looks like five books that you glued together. I know. He uses this book as a stepping stool when he wants to reach the top <laughs> shelf in the kitchen. The Rise, Decline, and Resurgence of America's Most Powerful Mafia Empires. For half a century, the American Mafia outwitted, outmaneuvered, and outgunned the FBI and other police agencies, wrecking unparalleled damage on America's social fabric and business enterprises while emerging as the nation's most formidable crime empire. The vanguard of this criminal juggernaut is still led by the mafia's most potent and largest Borgatas, New York's five Borgatas. <laughs> New York's five families. My name for store. Uh, five families is the vivid story of the rise and fall of New York's premier dons from Luck Luciano to Paul Castellano and John Gotti and others. This definitive history brings the reader right up to the possible resurgence of the mafia as the FBI and local law enforcement agencies turn their attention to homeland security and away from organized crime. Fully revised and updated, this paperback features a new epilogue focusing on the trial of the most notorious mafia cops, meaning the cops that have infiltrated the mafia. Now, the rise and fall of the mafia was in 1864 with Giuseppe Morello, who came over as the first family member, as the, they, they call the book The First Family, all the way up to 1996 and John Gotti. But the mafia still reigns. The mafia is still in New York. It's a, it's a Red Hood type of mafia now because they don't have a dawn anymore. They continuously change out their leaders because they want to fucking manipulate the organization still and make sure that no one can catch the real dons of the mafia. So uh, that's my book suggestion, The Fucking Five Families by Solon Rob. We, we're going to ask you to do us a favor this week. If you're still listening, if you're the couple listeners actually go all the way to the end. Um, Fair. We want you to do us a favor. We're going to ask this every week now. Would you be... If you could please, in order for us to get the podcast out there, if you can tell just one friend. Each listener tells just one friend about the podcast. It would help our ratings. It would help get us get our subjects out there. It would help get our topics, our, our comedy out there. 
please, just one person who who either is a podcast fan or not a podcast Comedy fan, fan. Just say, please, check movie out this fan, podcast. I think you'll like it. Comic book fan. One fucking person that doesn't know about the podcast. We're asking you that. And uh, you can find us all on Instagram at the Alcoholicast with a hyphen. You can find us all on Facebook at the Alcoholicast with a hyphen. With a hyphen, um, or Alcoholicast with a hyphen. Do you have to do the? the. Um, you can find <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Last Bibliophile. My book account, if you're into literature, if you do appreciate these book suggestions, and you can find me on my comedy page on Facebook at Stevie August Bergesi. You can find Adney eating tacos somewhere. Um, you can find Chris eating pussy somewhere. That's a euphemism. <laughs> but just rate and review us on iTunes. So we ask. It's as simple as that. If you want to follow me on any social media, email us. What's our email? Thealcoholicast at gmail.com. Is there a hyphen? There is a hyphen. Are no, you sure? No hyphen. No <laughs> Are you sure? No. So, so. Obviously not. If you're you going to email us, the fucking no listeners. hyphen. No hyphen. Thealcoholicast at gmail.com. That's where you're going to find us. That's where you're going to find me. That's where you're going to find Annie. Gmail is our best thing. Now, Instagram is great. We haven't, we haven't got a Twitter yet, but maybe we We don't need Twitter. a Twitter. I, I run time. too many social media things. Maybe Facebook, well. whatever. But, but yeah, uh, anyways. It's a good fucking episode, guys. This is oh, a good one. Saw that What's up with the faking orgasms, Abney? Huh? Why do you fake your orgasm? You stated earlier. Because I want to be nice. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. You stated earlier that you I don't do it on a regular basis. I just like, I've done it before. I had an orgasm and told You're her that I didn't shit. have an orgasm. <laughs> That's well, what that I girl, did. But it had, nothing, it had nothing to do That girl probably killed herself sick. Every other dick is super easy to get off. I couldn't get off the Dadney, though. Mm-mm. The Dadney's the guy I couldn't get off. Maybe he should have did less fucking cocaine, or she should have did less cocaine. I don't know. Holy Nobody should do cocaine. Shots? Maybe get you didn't get off last week. Here. You didn't get off last week. I didn't week. even tell you guys that I did cocaine at night in the country. You I'm never going to have sex with you now. <laughs> so, thank God oh, you lost out, pimp. <laughs> and Dabney's not gonna fuck you because you do a cocaine.